All right, and we're back, fucking out of the rough golf. You got us again, if you're listening, that is. Um, last podcast was the pre-match play podcast. Um, I don't think any of our brackets worked out, but we're we're not going to really go into that. Look, we're not going to dwell on the past <laughs> when it worked out so poorly. We do have a wager to settle, and I don't know who won that. But we did place a wager I on I definitely lost. Okay. I had... And I think... Dave and you both had look four that. things correct out of group stage. I know I, I, I know I didn't have a hundred points. I was like at eighty nine or something. I'm happy to call it a wash if y'all are. <laughs> what a completely unsatisfying. <laughs> we should have screenshotted that before. I can tell you right now that I'm happy to split five bucks to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> we can. Do I that say we or, take that, Dave. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I uh, my bracket actually looked pretty good up until like the round of six like through the round of 16 when it got to eight it wasn't very great i think the whole world probably ended up that way with the the final eight we had but i will say my austinites came through yeah Yeah, it was a good play uh, yeah jordan did better than i was expecting i guess we're just talking about match play a little bit (laughs) and then dive into match play (laughs) but i mean we did do a pre-match play podcast um we should talk about it a, a, a little bit um, your picks were good. The the fucking the, the home Scheffler and the Jordan pick were were just fine. Um, Rom ended up I, I doing pretty well. I was so you two had more faith in Scheffler than I did for that tournament, and he went all the way to the finals. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Chef was going to do well at that course, and he ended up doing pretty well. Um, but uh, not exactly the winner any of us would have hoped for. Nor I think I saw something that it was less than one percent of the brackets had Billy Horschel winning. Yes. Um. So you that's know, to be expected. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I'm I'm guessing that's friends and family. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's be real. Like, man, Billy Ho isn't. You know, I think there was a point in time where you were kind of really on Billy Ho's coattails and were you were like, man, he's just a great guy to get paired up with. And dude, he's so talkative and amping. people. It's so funny you're saying that because it was at last year's the year before's Valero where Corey Connors won because Spieth was also playing okay at the Valero that year, too. And Billy Ho was paired with him. And he was just like just sending good vibes, fucking speeds away. Whenever he was hitting bad teachers, like, all good, man. Like we got this. Like it's kind of like being like that guy. And I was like, that was just like a snapshot of me, like listening to Bill. I'm like, he seems like a nice guy. And then I realized that he does that every second of every day and every round, just being a goddamn chatterbox. And then I saw him just kind of act a certain way at the match play, and I I kind of lost a little bit of a little bit of. With yeah, I, don't think that's I, I can't watch. Hutzpah. It's probably not, but it's fine. <laughs> I can't watch the dude set up that side yeah, saddle I, address. I can tell you, I played golf today with an amateur that does that, and it's worse that way. He was <laughs> complaining. He was complaining about the crowd sides, a lot. I don't think well, he's he side steps saddle. in. Yeah, he like shot, sneaks up on the ball before like at address. Like when he's addressing the ball, it's like a slow like. I'm going to put one foot in yeah. and then I'm going to get it. And it looks like he's but. trying to use both eyes to envision the shot, which is fine, whatever, but it's, it's not fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. It just takes a while. Yeah. Um, which leads to say 
chef was taking a while on Sunday. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> there was you, multiple a, a, people. A, a well-cooked <laughs> meal can take quite some time. He was oh cooking up gosh. some rounds, man. Look, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we didn't get the winner that we wanted with Billy Ho. There's tons of reasons, you know, that it didn't pan out for most people's brackets. A lot of upsets out there. Is that a chef pun? Didn't pan out? Anywho, um, yeah, I, yeah, I just was turned off a little by the idea of uh, how much he was complaining about the uh, the crowd around him, either making noises or movement. Or, I mean, I swear, if there's a squirrel moving, he would have been like, "What the hell, man!" Like, so, somebody it, get this squirrel. That Rom Chef match was a good match, though. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is like Chef was playing like the best golf out there until the finals match. Yeah. Like he he took out Ian Poulter who was undefeated. He took down Rom who was playing well. Like he was blowing through people. Yeah, yeah. and it uh, the th- what I want to say is yes, you're absolutely right. He was playing stellar golf. I mean, I was even saying it. I was like Chef's the guy to beat this week. Like he's playing really good. That was during the tournament, obviously not beforehand. Right. Um but it was almost like the writing on the wall. Like just his swing and he like steps all the way through the ball sometimes and like his club goes around his head look you guys don't watch enough chef because that's been the mo no but it's a very physical swing it takes a lot of exertion it's like how long is he going to be able to hold it together well over a hundred holes that match play like so over a regulation tournament i know and it's yeah listen he played great i just i don't know so tell me to shut up if I'm wrong, but do we think it's too much golf? Like, should they shorten it? It's for sure too much golf. Yeah. It seems like those get, dudes were get, all exhausted. It's like, congratulations, you get a final where they limp in the with entire, an IV. Zone. So you pretty much are saying, like, you should just do knockout from the beginning. Exactly. Get rid of the, There's the, no round yes, robin. Or we go back to what we talked about where it's basically you play 36 holes normal and then seed into a group of 16. Yeah. Yeah something or a group or even a you know an elite eight yeah like if you really want to get that far down just straight to quarters yeah i like sudden death just as soon as you start this is the tournament listen yeah. as a fan like the wednesday thursday friday of match play is fucking awesome i'm in yeah it's so sick even saturday is pretty good but no saturday is great yeah. yeah you get the people that are playing the best golf going head to head with knockout matches yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean look Coming from the chef camp, like we're we're happy with the performance, like we were hoping for a win, but we're taking into the next week, which we did at Valera, where we played great on the first round, and then I think the back to back weeks caught up to the chef and all that golf, and I think he started to kind of peter off. So ho- hopefully he stays rested, you know, just kind of mellows out, and then has that opportunity to kind of transition into Augusta for for a good week. But before we get to uh, Georgia. Let's spend some time down in San Antonio. Yeah, where, I mean, uh, where something the happened. Day, the day. Excuse is... me, before I begin, let me go ahead and grab something. Right oh quick. Jesus oh, Christ! God. Could either of you? Could you guys put these on for me? Are these oh, props? I'd be happy Did to. you bring visual props <laughs> for a podcast? I love it. I for for, the, for those that aren't seeing this, I I I brought in uh, two Jordan Spieth hats. And making these two guys put them on, I would, I would. It's a pleasure and an honor to do this. It feels a little gross to me, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna eat some crow today, I, and I'm happy to do it. Look, firstly, I'm glad you went with that one. It matches your shirt. I'm glad you went with that one. It matches your shirt. You handed them to us. Yeah, I was gonna say I did not. <laughs> you handed they, them I, to us that way. I thought they were the same. <laughs> then I, then I did it subconsciously. I'm just, I'm just good. You're like that. in touch with your style, man. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, so you know. 
before we begin, I think we should always take a moment to say that this was a long time coming. <laughs> I mean, yes. Uh, did I ever doubt him? No. Not one bit. I knew the day would come, and even if it didn't, I'd be riding with them regardless. See, I would stand by and say I did doubt. Without, yeah, you did. I, I for sure doubted, which makes it even more that I stayed on, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was masochist, like, a masochist, and just like... I was saying... Uh, remember, when uh, I was, uh, <laughs> remember when I was saying, yeah, prices, prices are going down on Spieth Island, but I'm not selling, and people should be buying right now. Yeah, I mean... That's kind of been like the the golf Twitter thing for a while. Like you have people like Kyle Porter and the Shotgun Stark guys and some of the No Laying Up guys just kind of talking about like, look, we're in it for the long haul with this kid. And I think I think it's pretty safe to say like, look, he's young. He's gonna find his form back. It's just it was a treacherous road. And look, he won the Valero. And so also like, like yeah. he throws the curveball. Easy ball. there, fella. Hey. <laughs> he also. Uh, throws a curveball and he's like, "Yeah, listen, I've had a wrist injury, and like, it's like, why say it now if you didn't say it like when you actually had the injury?" It's See, I think odd that, to me. I agree. In a in a bad or a good way. In a bad, in a way. bad way. Just because you think he's making excuses now that he's no, bad. I just think if you've waited this long, why even bring it up? Like, if if you're playing badly and it's been like. Listen, you're a year and a half into playing like shit or whatever, and you're just be like, listen, I have a wrist injury and I'm working through it. Like, let people know why you're playing badly. And if you choose I don't think, not I'll... to make excuses, like, if you don't like the idea of being like, hey, my wrist is injured, like, that's why I'm playing bad. You'd rather just like be like, I'm I'm just playing bad. I don't really well, want to Well, you guys are excuses. putting those words in his mouth. He never said that's why I'm playing bad. He just said he had it. Like, he didn't say like, that's the reason I've been playing bad. People are now just putting but that as he, the reason for but it. But what he did is he talked about the wrist injury, and he said he's had it this whole like he said he's had it like during this whole time. Did you read the Labner interview? No. So ba basically, people have taken that snippet from it and they've run with it as basically being like, "This explains why Spieth has been playing bad." And like, look, if Spieth is basically the kind of guy that says like, "I'm not going to use this as an excuse," one because I probably don't think it's an excuse. And like that's not at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like my goal is to just get back to where I need to be in form wise. And like you ask me questions in an interview, and I'm just providing context to where I've been. But at no point am I putting all of the credence on that. What was the question? I would have to relook up the <clears throat> entire thing, but it wasn't definitive around. This is why I've been playing bad. I was worried about getting surgery. Like there was, there there was. You can interpret it that way, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what he's saying. I think both can be true. That he's not. He wasn't trying to use an excuse, but it clearly comes off as one. Um, and also, Spieth fans are going to use that as massive justification of like, oh, Spieth was never lost. He just had a wrist injury. It's like, no, he was battling through some demons. Yeah, that I'm not saying he was. I, I at no during the whole time at no part thought it was because of an injury. Like the point. The, po the point on, is, is that know? Spieth has never really used excuses right. throughout his career. He's been very honest about poor play. And who the hell would take the whipping and the lashing of the last two years without ever pulling out the wrist injury thing? For sure. That's like, why it was odd to me. But it's that's the kind of person Spieth is. Though. Yeah. But then why say it at all? Exactly. 
Because he didn't go into an interview on a broadcast and just be like, yo, yeah, this wrist injury has been like it. No, it just it was a subtle thing that was in an interview that was basically buried in it. Yeah. And then people pull it out like this explains everything. It's the Spieth fans that are looking for this thing that can validate why things exactly. have transpired. It's become this big thing. And a lot of people who don't read the interview then interpret it as one yeah, thing I and mean, then project I'll, it. Uh, hand up. I didn't read the yeah, interview. I read the, going the Instagram clips that I saw. So it just becomes this self-fulfilling wheel sure. that like, it just starts spinning out of control and you can't control the narrative whatsoever. And look, Spieth isn't the kind of guy who uses social media. He doesn't kind of talk in that sort of way. He, he sparingly even talks to press. So the, the Lavner interview just was just one of those things where it's like they covered a lot of other things too. For sure. I mean, listen, I'm a fan of the guy. <laughs> I just thought it was weird and I didn't, didn't read the interview or didn't hear it or anything like that. I'm just going off of, like Ryan said, what I saw on social media. Um, that's how a lot of people digest their shit these days. Um, I wasn't even aware there was an interview. So. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it had to come from somewhere. So, so we're trying to probably pinpoint here I, why I, this I honestly, is probably not the best way to get your information. I honestly <laughs> thought it was from like a pre-tournament question or something like that. This is kind of like endemic of the like the this issue of social media information consumption. In general. For sure, which we do not have time to get into. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, taking that all into account, long time coming. You know, he's been out of the out of it for a long time. You know, whatever reasons aside that people want to extrapolate out of it, he has been showing consistent form of doing this pretty much all of this year. And by say I say it's a long time coming since waste management. He, he's had yeah. five different tournaments that he's had been in contention at that he could have won not just like oh he could have shot a 62 and like won the tournament no like he was in it yeah so he won the one with this maybe second to worst field i think pebble may have actually been worse field than this surprisingly yeah with abu dhabi but uh i'm still really happy to see speed you know get this considering how well matt wallace and charlie hoffman were playing it's not like he just ran away and like the rest of the field was weak. Like Charlie Hoffman was putting him to the test at the yeah, end. Yeah, I mean, watching sure. it, <clears throat> watching it today, um, yeah, it's just like Hoffman. Are you going to leave him alone and let him win this tournament? Like, quit, quit <laughs> staying in, <laughs> quit staying here. Yeah. We want you to leave, it, Hoffman. It, yeah, <laughs> get it, out of here. Party's over, yeah. man. <laughs> Spieth is running the party and he's kicking everyone out. <laughs> it's time get to go the to bed. Fuck out. I mean, Matt Wallace happily obliged. He's like, "Oh, I gotta leave. All right, I'm yeah, cool, now. Cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. No he's like, like, "All right, I'm just, I'm out of here. I, I'll leave." And then, like, it, the thing was is that, like, if Spieth just kind of coasted with an even, I would have been like, "Okay, like, he won the Valero, kind of weak field." Spieth went out and shot the best round of his of the tournament today for himself, or maybe he tied it with another tied sixty-six. It. Yeah, because he shot five under on the back yesterday. Yeah. Uh no, so he went 67, 70, 67, 66. So he shot uh, his so best did round on best Sunday. Round, yeah. Um and Charlie Hoffman shot a sixty-six as well. So like yeah. he, he just was making sure that he kept himself ahead. And that's him claiming it. That I, I take more stock out of that than like if he had coasted into a win like at Pebble, like where he was leading on the fifty-four hole lead, did like one under, which he would have if he just had done that, he would have won against mm -hmm. Daniel Berger, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like if he had done that, I'd be like cool Spieth knocked out a win at pebble but like he took the heat from charlie hoffman and just kept running forward with it for sure 
And honestly, it was kind of like a flip paradigm in terms of playing. Like, Charlie Hoffman was, like, kind of all over the place. And, like, yeah. he was saving from all sorts of different angles. And Speed, like, after, like, a first couple, like, wonky drivers, like, he started hitting, like, every fairway. Yeah. Like, he had complete command over his, his golf ball off the tee toward the end there. And then he was an absolute wizard from 100 yards and in. Yeah. Like, just unbelievable which he's been known to do. He just doesn't always put himself in the position to have those shots. And he did it today. Yeah. For sure. So super, super stoked. Spieth is back. Spieth is back. Yeah. I mean, he's back in the winner's circle, baby. It's been a hiatus, but, you know, never had a doubt. First win as a think, married man. I think he can win augusta this week yeah is I mean, that a transition I, but before <laughs> not, bef- not <laughs> but before we get to augusta i do want to kind of give some shout outs to to the texas open in general like now speed has both of his national titles he has the u.s mm. open and the texas open oh jesus christ <laughs> um but you know it, it it's pretty cool to see this tournament run for so long this was his 99th has he, year has speed won the houston open uh yeah i think so are we sure either way he's got uh, he's got the, the trifecta colonial in Texas or whatever. well he needs the match play but that may not even be here i know but what i would like to see him get it i just have him win all the texas i wouldn't call tournaments. i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't call the wgc like a texas event like I it mean, is right been now here for like five years now yeah if you count the year that didn't happen whatever if they were running <laughs> like a an infogram on golf channel they would list it for sure. If he won at WGC in Austin, they would count that as one of the Texas events Jordan Spieth is dominating. Yeah, but I there's mean, the fact there, of the matter there, is the, it's hosted on a Texas golf course right now. The yes, po- I WGC moves. I understand that. But they just renewed the contract as well. It's going to be here for a while. Uh, is that true? Yeah, they did it last year. Yeah, but wasn't it just for two more years? I think it was for four. Mm. Um, I could be mistaken. but The point is, is that Colonial, Houston Open, and the Texas Open that Byron are Nelson too. Byron Nelson. Um, those tournaments have been around for a long ass time. Like those are Texas staple events. Yeah. The WGC, I wouldn't really, it's just temporary here. Like, so for I wouldn't, sure. I like if, if speed had to knock out like the, you know, the quad or whatever for the Texas quad, then like, I wouldn't count the match play as part of that. Regardless where I was going with it as I would, I was just trying to see what tournaments he would have to win to get have won all the Texas. I don't think he's won in Houston. I just googled I it. I don't think he has yeah. either. Anywho, um, <laughs> I, I I like the Texas Open. I like I like this uh, this course. I've played it one time. It was fun. Nice. It's it it's a good challenge off of the off of the tee. Um, you can still kind of play out of the trees. You know, if you're in them, right. so you can kind of get creative a little bit. You know, it, it's actually got fun land movement the green complexes are actually pretty challenging and i i I like the finishing stretch Um, and they have a green with a fucking bunker in it on 16 (laughs) (laughs) the uh the course i think brings out really um different play styles out of people and you 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 see different winners charlie hoffman is an absolute animal at this venue like he he is always playing well here and i don't understand it i'm pretty sure i saw he was like after yesterday, he was ninety nine under par in this event. I mean, he's played a bunch. Like he, he's yeah, he's yeah, the money leader at this event by like ten x yeah. the next guy. Like it, it it's crazy. So n- not surprised <clears throat> he played really well. Only from the fact like 
you might have been surprised because he didn't play that well recently. It's also concerning because he could be first round leader next He's week. He's not in the Masters. He didn't make it. Mm-mm. So him and Rick are going to be watching together. But here's the thing: is that, <laughs> but here's the thing: is that like Spieth was just getting that first kind of round prep at the last round of the Valero. He's like, okay, this would have been Thursday. Charlie Hoffman, you know, <laughs> playing really well. <laughs> And uh, no, but th- this is like such great kind of prep for it too, because Speed played well at uh, the Valero when Corey Connors won it, and that was the year. No, that was the year when Tiger won. I guess it wasn't the year when Patrick Reed, yeah, uh, had won. And he needed his charge, but super stoked for the Valero. Um, Ninety-nine years. Next year will be the hundredth year of the event. Like, I'm glad it's still around. Cool course. Um, you know, I wish the strength of field was better, but it's tough. Scheduling the week before with, Augusta, yeah, yeah but you're never gonna get that. Uh, before we jump to Augusta, I did want to touch on quickly. I'll take like five, ten minutes on uh, two other tournaments that ran this week at, at the same time. This was a good golf week. We had the LPGA major at the ANA, and then we had the Anwa at Augusta, the 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 amateur. Anwa, another great year with it. I like seeing. Hey, the co- don't forget about the drive, chip, and putt for different events. No. I'm not acknowledging the drive chip, but <laughs> yeah. um, please don't. I don't have any information to add. It's just a travesty as it currently stands. The organization of it is is absurd. If if you're if if, if you have a if player I have in the boil field it down into one statement, it is it should be twelve and under. Yeah, your competitors shouldn't have facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> I knew some pretty bearded eleven year olds back in my day. Did you, dude? There was a kid in my school that was weirdly. He was very good at football as an 11-year-old. Regardless, when I see a 15- or a 16-year-old carry it 270 or 260, as far as I'm hitting it, like, listen, you shouldn't be in this contest. <laughs> and Yeah, anywho. Uh, <laughs> to the to the other the other event during the week uh, at Anwa, or at Augusta was the Anwa, and it was another great follow-up event to the the inaugural event between Capcho and Fossey, and this year was, you know, just as good. Three rounds at Augusta, you know, stellar play from the ladies. You know, you have 17-year-olds, you know, playing against seniors in college, and it's completely competitive, and it's just crazy to see that kind of disparity and what is normally, like, quite a bit of, like, physical development like on the tour you see tons of older guys versus but the, like you can clearly see like a, a difference in yeah. just like puberty like I, I don't really know how to explain it beyond just like right. they seem like not quite there muscle yet. development and yet still like competing on a high level i mean the winner of this subasa kachitani was 17 years old and beat emilia migliasio at 21 senior at wake forest like and it was a playoff and it was just nails like the thing that's going around right now is that nervy chip over the bunker and it just just caught it and went in and then ended up having to grind out a bogey but the play was awesome looking to see more from from them and, and rose zhang who was playing really well throughout the the beginning rounds and i think had the uh the 36 hole lead so it's just cool seeing the precursor into augusta seeing the course as it stands it looks fiery right now like extra firm it looks too really so really i don't know slick. if they're just gonna water the shit out of it for the guys but you know as of right now it was cool to watch yeah and uh I liked what I was seeing for sure. Um, but yeah, that's all I've got on the Anwa. Um, I don't know if you guys had time to watch it. It was obviously I running. watched a few shots of it. I, I didn't have much time to watch a lot of golf this week except for today. Watching yeah. Speed bring it home. But, yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of that. I watched a little bit of the ANA. Um, not enough to really be able to add too much 
to this conversation. No worries. Besides the fact I don't like that they jump in the water at the end of that con- contest. Yeah, I'll, I'll jump into the ANA. You know why I don't like it is because it looks like pool water. If you're going to jump in the water, get an actual pond and commit. What? <laughs> what is wrong with jumping in a pool? That's it. Just is the well, golf course. Well, the whole point so... is they're jumping in water. I know, I get that, but it's like you're jumping into a pool and you're not jumping into a pond, and it just shows how fucking like man-made the course Look, is, and man. I don't like it. Well, they call it Poppy's Pond. So like, it, there's a pond that's around the hole, and then there's like the the clear water that's yeah. outside of it that they jump into. Which it's it... got to feel like they clearly made it for this particular thing to jump into after the fucking. Look, I have land. a long list of issues with Mission Hills Country Club in general, and just golf courses in Palm Springs. So I mean, if we're talking about things being natural and real in Palm Springs, uh, no, you're not going to. Fu- that's just my main right thing. Now. I don't like about it. <laughs> that it is the really irritates thing. me. As a as a former bobcat who jumped in a very clear, clean river, I say go for it. Jump yeah, but it's a water. fucking river that's clear it's, naturally. It's, we're pause. Not even pause. Done. Stop. We're done with this portion of this. <laughs> Thank you. the The actual tournament, the ANA, was awesome. Like the course to me is utterly boring. Like doesn't drive any imagination. I truly. Like, I like the event. I'm glad that they have it. I'm glad they have this major. I'm glad that, you know, it's being broadcast and how it is. But the 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 level of play that happened this week at the ANA just completely made up for how terrible that golf course is. Um, Patty Tavatonikit from uh, Thailand and played at uh, UCLA just was an absolute monster the first three days. Just blew out the field. I think the nearest competitor, or the only person who could give her a run for her money this week was Lydia Ko, who carded a 29 on the front. It was a 62 on the day. Yeah. Just and, lights out. And just was starting to nip at her heels a bit and still won by two strokes, but was just complete command of her ball, just is a monster. Just hits it so far compared to the rest of the girls. Like, she's going to be a force. And, you know, it, it, it was really cool to watch her play her game just completely separate from everyone else. And then Lydia Ko's charge was really, really fun to watch. I mean, part of the reason why I was late here tonight. Um, it was uh, it was fun to watch Lydia Ko come back into form. It was very parallel with Spieth because they were both kind of phenoms in, in the right. game. And I'm I'm not, I'm really jazzed up watching those two because Patty just just yells at her ball like speed too. Like whenever she hits it, she's like, get in the hole. Get, get so in, I'm not going to be a Patty fan either. That's what you're saying. I don't know. You just, you know, your mileage may vary. You'll, you'll, you'll see. Do yeah. we want to talk about that eight iron choice real quick? Oh, Plus, jumping back to the Valero. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just put a bow on the NA, you know, uh, <laughs> awesome win for Patty. That's her first win on LPGA tour in general. So like, kind of breaking through the scene with a major as their first win. You know, it, it's it's happened before, but really, really cool stuff. And I, I think she's going to be a staple on that tour going forward. And I honestly think her game is really, really exciting. I, I, I would see her kind of catching fire in the same way a lot of people has because she's pretty personable too. So, yeah, excited for seeing more of her. And I think the first major for them went pretty well. I just wish they went to more compelling courses. And they kind of made it feel more like a major too. Yeah. I feel like they kind of didn't put as much production quality and and maybe that could be resources maybe that could be like the branding of the event still being kind of new so they should jump into an actual pond 
Jesus Christ. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right, Dave. Yeah, let's talk about 18 at, at Valera with, yeah, with Spieth. Yeah, so let me paint a picture real quick. Spieth is looking like he's going to bring home the tournament. It looks like he's going to be putting together a flawless round, essentially. Yeah, he didn't hit all greens or anything like that, but it was going great. And you just had this feeling of like, well, he hasn't done like a Spieth-esque shot yet. Like when, you know, just something happens. He usually usually gets himself out of it, but you're like, it's going to be the drive. It's gonna be the drive. He oh, he's taking driver. Oh fuck! He's the fact that he took driver on eighteen with a two shot lead. Speed. I was like, what the fuck? You could have easily just hit a three wood up there. Grill. Even even his fucking hybrid, he could have hit up there. Yeah. Um, and you're like, oh, driver. Okay, so something's gonna happen. He's gonna slice it. He's gonna pull it. Something is gonna happen right here. Nope. He hits a drive into the fairway, and it's like, oh, okay, the hole's over. He won the tournament, and. Yeah, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, at that point, he's sitting in the middle of the fairway, catbird seat. He hit a better drive than and Matt Wallace. Hoff- and he, Hoffman he, was in the right rough. And he hit a better drive than uh, than Charlie Hoffman, who just blew it into the right. Uh, actually got a pretty good lie, thankfully, for him. Um, but, you know, they didn't know that off the tee. And, like, Charlie hit after Spieth, I think, anyway. But the, the main thing being is that Spieth was in the catbird seat. And the, basically the way that the 18th hole at Valero works is that you have two layup zones. You have a fairway to the right and a fairway to the left, and it's, it's, it's bisected by a kind of waving creek that kind of runs down the middle all the way up to the green site. And there's trees on the left that block the second fairway on the left, and then there's you know wide open space to the right with like 70 yards of fairway of width. <laughs> and then there is a fairway to the left that I spoke about that's more like 30 yards in width, and like you have to clear trees to it. And at Seems this like point, at, at, at this point, Spieth could well, lay I up. I think the, the pin position at, today was better from the left fairway. At, at Sorry. Th- at this point, Spieth could, you know, lay up like a 180 yard shot to the right or like a 170 yard shot to the right and then have just kind of your, your standard approach shot to the green that everyone's been taking all day. Or you could kind of like hoist it over the trees and then try to get it to the left side where you have maybe you know, 130 yard or 140 yard shot uh, to the flag from the left side. And then there is the third option, which is to go for the green from his position where he had maybe 230 yards, you know, to the front of the green. And at this point, this has become this conversation between Greller and Spieth about, okay, what should we do? We kind of have three options. That's not what they're saying, but I'm breaking it down versus what I've explained. And Spieth's like, well, it's got to be an eight iron, you know, play it safe. We'll have, you know, push out to here, go there. And, you know, Greller's like, I think three woods to play. (laughs) At which point I kind of like look up from my laptop and I just like stare at my TV for a second. And I'm like, did he just say three wood? And then, and Spieth was like, I don't, I don't know. And then, and then Greller's (laughs) like, I think Greller's like, no, for sure three wood. And then he's like, can I get bogey? Can I make bogey with this club? And he's like, no. And I just yell at my screen. Yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can make bogey with this club. If Spieth even slightly fades it when he wants to draw it or if he wants to hit a straight right. shot, the miss is into the fucking creek. Yeah. Like, yes, if he hits it long, he can clear the creek and it could go into rough behind it. But then the angle for that is terrible to play his next shot. 
And at this point, it's like, no, clearly, Greller, you've kind of lost your shit for a moment here, which is really out of character for you. You're usually keeping Spieth in line, but for once, I'm like, yes, go with the Spieth choice here, <laughs> which is the 8-iron to the to just lay up in a safe spot. And I'm like, okay, cool. Spieth is going with 8-iron. And then Spieth hits a fucking huge-ass like hook over the trees into the left rough of the left fairway when I thought he was going to lay up to the right with all this space. And then... At this point, you would think, okay, maybe a baby thing, he'd have like a decent spot for his position. But at this point now, Spieth has gone left of left on his layup, where now this better angle that the left, you know, fair would have been is even worse because now he has to flop it over a tree, over a bunker, land on basically 10 feet of green space. And if he pushes it even at all, it's going into the creek. So it's like you're thinking for a second here, like, oh, here's the moment. <laughs> here's the Spieth moment where you're thinking to yourself, this is his 12 at Augusta. This is the moment where he somehow gets triple in this hole and Charlie Hoffman birdies and all of a sudden Spieth loses the tournament somehow. And I'm thinking like, how the fuck does that happen? Like first the conversation is absurd and then the shot is absurd. And Spieth's like, that's that's good, right? And he's like, it, it'll be in the rough, but it'll be like, rough. Like as if they just had never played the course before. And it's because no one goes over there. <laughs> You don't, you're not familiar with that side of the course because no one goes there for in this circumstance. And... Speed being speed for that day and him being such a wizard from these different yards, he managed to hit a really fucking good flop shot over that tree and he landed on that part of the green that you needed to and he just rolled out to the fringe and then he was able to two putt comfortably for the win. I've I've been saying about Speed fucking he's the best at hitting the hardest shots, but when it comes to the easy shots, it's hard for him. Can I just say Greller is my hero. As much as I hate Spieth, it, dislike Spieth, hate is not a fair word. It's because of his relationship with Greller. I hate this. Michael, there's a camera going off in my backswing. Michael, I hit that perfect. And right before this 18th hole, Michael had to put on his psychologist hat and have a five-minute conversation <laughs> on the tee box about wind direction and Jordan and club selection. I think the dude had just had enough. He's like, all right, Jordan, we're just going for broke. You don't want to listen anymore. I'm well, not going to try and talk who you knows into a shot. What would have happened if he hit three wood from there? Like, maybe Greller knows more than we fucking know. Like, yeah. most of the time, he's right. Yeah. So, except three for wood was just, everyone on the broadcast was like, that's the right club. Eight iron is the right I club. I get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't think three wood was the right club either, but like, look, some people make mistakes. Just most people don't make mistakes on the 72nd hole of the tournament that someone's about to win. And all of the hot mics are on you in that moment. And maybe this is part of the reason that speed is a little bit chirpy with Griller because maybe he gets fed a bit more of these than normal. And, uh, who knows? Uh, look, I would agree with you. Maybe he had confidence that speed isn't going to make shitty contact with his three wood in the worst. He case had scenario been was fucking, over flushing his three right wood, yeah so maybe so it was well. like listen he should have hit three wood the is the play like we're hitting three wood you're gonna get it on the green and we're gonna win this tournament with an eagle as much as i as much as i could see that side of it if you set up 10 balls for each club eight iron and three wood and you have a setup square of where you need to hit as, as, good as, Listen, as, good as, as good as Jordan was hitting his three-wheel today, he's going to be hitting the eight-iron better. Listen, That's not breaking news. I get yeah. it. All I'm saying is we don't know what Greller was thinking. He was thinking three-wood. In, in Greller, <laughs> I trust. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, and 
but to go back on your point of like him chirping Greller a lot, like he was actually like pretty honest this week quite a bit with him. And like he apologized to Greller earlier in that round actually for just hitting a bad wedge at one point and it went to a bunker where he miraculously saved par from a shitty lie. Yeah. But you know Speed doing speed things. Speed yeah, doing speed yeah, things. Yeah. Um so look it's great seeing Spieth in contention this much, and with how often he was in contention, I had a feeling that this was the week. This needed to happen, too. I mean, think about how boring golf would be if Spieth hasn't been in contention this year. Like, yeah, so... Fucking, I mean, coming from the not-Tiger guy, but Tiger is not playing this year, and... So here's the theory. So here, here, oh. here's, here, here's the theory. Um, look, we saw the ratings for Pebble, Right. Like they were the best they had ever been in like a long time. Don't do this. And do and not speed, do this. And it was obviously because of speed. Stop. And here's the deal. In 2014, no. 2015, when Tiger started to kind of collapse and his back was falling apart. Spieth was bomb. Who, this is insane. Who, this is insane. <laughs> who raised up the sport again? Who who brought the ratings back? Who who filled that I mean, vacuum? Dude, I know. This I, is insane. Who, who carried the sport? Absolutely insane. And then There's right, a reason he's called the Golden Boy. And here's the deal. You know, then, you know, Spieth tapped off his the, his his little stint there at the end of it. His, his three majors in 2017 with Royal Burkdale. And he got his major, and then you know what happened the following year? Look who came back. It <laughs> God, was Tiger Woods. This is exhausting. He played a fantastic 2018 that, that culminated with the, the win at the Tour Championship. He contended at Belle Reve, and he, he brought all the ratings back. And you know what? Speed is like, okay, I can take off, off my back for a little bit, and I can kind of take a break. You know, I'm not thinking the wrist thing. I'm thinking, like, God, it was tough carrying the ratings for so long. <laughs> And you know what happened? You know, Tiger took over from Speed for a while. They passed the baton and quit sighing over there. Give me a fucking you're, minute. You're giving me anxiety. <laughs> and and he, you know, he passed on. And then you the know, the only reason you'd have anxiety is because it could be true. No, and, it's and, not at all. And then Tiger goes on his his merry then way for a while. Wins wins Augusta, blows up the ratings for a while. You know, we get that residual effect for a while, and then here we are. Tiger's back in a situation where he can't play. Unfortunately, as it you know, as as it has unfolded, but like you know, he he had been falling apart, and Spieth is like he sees the situation. He's like, I have to come in. It's my time. I have to come in for the for the for the future of golf. And look, as much as you can say that's like obviously like you're you're cherry picking things, but like for a purely like driving the conversation, I mean, being being the needle. You know, if there's there's no better replacement at this point than than Jordan Spieth because we've seen it. Brooks tried to be it and he wasn't that. He wasn't it. He didn't bring the ratings and he had more wins than Spieth in, the, in a short amount of time and he didn't do it. So clearly, the world has a has a favorite here and it's fucking Spieth. So I just want to make sure I'm understanding this clearly. You're saying Jordan Spieth, who won the Valero Texas Open is driving the meter because he won this. That's insane. I don't think the ratings are spiking. I, I honestly, I can't imagine the ratings are going to be insane. Like here in Texas, they're probably great, but there's no way that you can even put Jordan in the you're, same. You're straw manning though. Cause you're just talking about the Valero. I'm saying that the masters is now going to have way more hype because of speed coming no, into it from this. There's can, a zero. I, ha I have chance. the actual statistical data. I can pull up for pebble beaches ratings being the best they've had in fucking decades because of speed. Because charge. people were stuck at home watching television. It wasn't because no, you can use charging. it against, you can use it against the other events that were category, catty corner to it. Like the, the fact of the matter is that speed's contention 
at Pebble Beach after his whole lot eagle to get back in, in the first place of the tournament is the reason that that tournament's rating skyrocketed. I don't know. I, I find that hard to believe. I, they do. You the have same, a hard time listen, believing that Spieth leading they after the, they 54 holes the is the same, reason the ratings the were up at Pebble? The same exact logic yes. is used with Tiger. So, uh, uh, I mean, uh, fine. I, I mean, just, that's I, true. I, I just, literally true. I am not willing to accept that Spieth is the needle. I will not believe that. Why? Do you, so explain to me why he gets an eight-figure deal from Under Armour. Well, because that was five years ago. <laughs> yeah, so he drove the, the needle then. Explain why the Pebble Beach ratings were so good. I, uh, and like Palm Springs it, weren't. Or that Torrey Pines weren't. Or that, like, wh why were those ratings? Pebble Beach. People would care more about I would beg, or I would go out on a limb and say that the Pebble Beach ratings are pretty trash most years. They are. And Palm Springs are great. No, they're not great. <laughs> I, I, but in comparison to... Uh, that's the point. The, those ratings were also bad. Yeah. I'm just and saying. they weren't when Spieth was in contention to win that tournament. Okay. I concede. <laughs> I'm just... I'm not willing to accept that he's the needle. Who is the needle? There just isn't Tiger. one. There's, there's no need. Tiger was the needle. And I... I don't see that I think there there's one. I think there's definitely needles. There Speeth was okay, 100% well, the needle when Tiger was not playing golf from 2014 to 17 or whatever. Let me I guess backtrack this a little and bit. And Rory, you can throw Rory in there as Rory well. Rory is is definitely in that conversation, but Tiger was and a Rick. different <laughs> Jesus. <no. laughs> Remove Tiger removed, was a different needle. Remove yeah. remove Tiger, Tiger was, from this conversation. Who's the most valuable marketing asset in golf? Full stop. He's gonna say Rory. No, yeah, it's it's got to be. And Rory. I didn't mean to say eight earlier because there's only two people in golf that have seven figure deals. No, it is eight figures. It is eight figure deals. Who are the two eight figure deals in golf? It's got to be Rory. Rory. And it's Spieth and Rory, yeah. Nike and Under Armour. Yeah. So objectively, yeah. by the two companies that clearly have done the most market research, yeah. those are the two most valuable people in golf. Yeah, but when Under Armour signed that deal, they had a. A different Spieth in mind. What's Spieth's Puma? I mean, what's uh, it, uh, Rick's? His idea. Rocket Mortgage have, deal no is idea, better. Dan. I guarantee. Who has Rocket the most deals? <laughs> Definitely Rick. <laughs> um, who's making the most money off Dave, of can deals? Can we not go on a side tangent for a guy who's not even in the field? This <laughs> I was going to say he definitely is making listen, the most money off the course. He, but he should try listen, making some on the course. He green mild Spieth, so I need zero. What zero. does that even mean, green mild? Have you not seen Green No, Mile? I'm very familiar with the movie. You obviously aren't very familiar. I've seen that movie a hundred times. Okay. Dave, explain it right quick. So the big black man in Green Mile, he sucks the cancer out of him. Oh, my the God. <gasps> yes. And that is what Rick did to speed <laughs> to get the bad golf out of Jordan. What a saint. And Ricky that's why is. Ricky's playing bad right now, but he is taking the cancer out of him. That's why and, he's playing bad. Yes. Okay. I've but, gone over this. But I here, have not heard you go over Ryan, here, here, here's the deal, is that those three years from 2014 – to 2017 when yes. Spieth was literally the best golfer in the world yes for quite a time yes was dominant was one one two majors and runner up the other two yeah like was unbelievably good at golf yes and then he culminated the his last year of that to win the british open mm -hmm. at that at which point he had his eight-figure deal from under armor correct on trajectory to become the biggest phenon ever 
Tiger comes back. He he sulks away. He's not he's not the needle anymore. Yes. He's like I'm not the like I'm not the I, golden boy of golf anymore. Yeah, I'm going to kind of relinquish back. The king is he's back. The golden, he was still a golden boy. Like not the, not the showcase that everyone was coming to see. Like he wasn't box off anymore. Yeah. Tiger was, but he's the golden boy. Let's, <laughs> that's fine. Let's, get, let's make that just clear. don't sidetrack this yes, for a second. Please. Okay. That being said, now Tiger's gone again. This is my point. And now Speed is seeing his vacancy and is like I'm going to rise to the occasion again and be the guy who I was before. He's been in contention more than three quarters of his starts, like co-leading or near the top of all of his, those starts. I'm not denying he's, he's playing now, great golf. That being said, he is the greatest player at Augusta besides Ben Hogan, who was in a completely different era. So going into the Masters with speed just winning, like you're telling me that he's not going to drive conversation for the Masters. No, he's not going to be driving the needle of, of, of the media. A hundred percent. He's going to be the talk of the town. You're right. Because do you want me to share every single link that I see about Jordan for Augusta no, for the next I'm week? I'm sure it's going to be insane. I do not want that. Because I can set up. Okay. A, I can set up a bot. On I my email. concede. I do not need any more bots in my email. I concede. It just bums me out. Because you know who's. We'll no, get into. No, let, let's pry into this for a second. Go ahead, Ryan. I I think you need to restate for the podcast and listeners. Why do you dislike Spieth? Like, for, like yeah, realistically. Yeah, yeah. So sincerely, like I, I just said a couple minutes ago, there is. Let me just say something real quick. There yeah. are reasons to dislike. You Spieth. can't do this for him. No, <laughs> let me, I just want to say it as a guy who really likes Spieth, uh, like he can be bitchy. He can be like not nice to Greller, like take out his anger on Greller. And those are things that, yeah, like those can be frowned upon. But he's just the man in the Golden Boy. Like that's really that's what such a boy. terrible counterargument, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you basically just spoke for Ryan. Yes, exactly. Now. I was like, well, yeah, I know yeah, what he's gonna be... fucking say. I've yeah, so why don't you Look, let him so, say it? Yeah, that that was what we were doing. So uh, that's really what it is. I do not like the wine. So my biggest thing that listen, drives... I have the same argument for JT. Like I've been there. I like JT is the same way. For me, as Jordan is for you, and you're just steamrolling my my setup here. Cause yeah, because he's gonna come at me because I like JT. So what? The, my biggest <laughs> I mean, pet peeve. We'll just we'll just right do all this right now. It's done. <laughs> but you're talking both sides <laughs> yeah, of the conversation. Exactly. So my thing, like my biggest pet peeve in golf is, I didn't deserve that. You deserve exactly what you got. You hit the golf ball exactly where it went, and that's why you got what you got. And so Spieth's whining, and how does that not go? And how does that bounce? Because that's where you hit the fucking golf ball, man. Like, you got exactly what you deserve. You should have hit it do better. You, do you hate, like, 85% of the tour, then? Spieth is the loudest voice. No, it's the one that gets the hot mic the most, because he's the needle. Sure, fine. It drives me nuts. That's why I don't like Spieth. I just feel like he complains. And look, I, I, I think he's a great dude, and I think he can play good golf. I just... I am not interested in hearing the moping and the complaining and the bickering and the talk. It, it, it just rubs me the wrong way. That's all it is. So and, and that outweighs how candid he is, how transparent he is, how good he is with the media, how often he goes in, in depth about his struggles, whatever he talks about. Yes. He never turns down an interview. And the fact of the matter is that he's like also one of the most gifted and creative like talents out on the course. He brings a completely different game. Like and the fact that he continually brings entertainment, entertaining golf. Like Saturday at the Waste Management, sure. Saturday at at Pebble, yes. Today, like the he the golf that he brings, fucking is Royal different. Fucking the, Burkdale. 
like the the fact of matter. I'm just talking about recent, like the stuff I he know, just but done. Royal yeah. Birkdale was like. Like, like fucking just... feast or famine with speed. Like, yeah, his collapse in 2016 at, at, at Augusta was unbelievable television. We don't need to talk about. And that. then his <laughs> his surge to chase down Patrick Reed in 2018 was possibly oh, the most God. exciting golf I've ever watched. Like, yeah. the fact that those things don't supersede his emotion from like a bad shot and just like being perplexed by how like analytically is about what's going on like to me is so fucking bizarre so let me also clarify and we're just going i'm fully laying down on the psychologist couch right now (laughs) i grew up in kansas city where my sports teams were terrible at sports and for watching sports for me it was half of it was about finding somebody to hate and I just I picked Jordan. I he rubbed me there. He probably said one thing to Greller one time, and I was like, "Cool, I fucking I'm, I'm out." Well, listen, and that was it. So look, I, I completely understand about going against the grain when it comes to being a sports fan and having the just dislike for someone that everybody likes. You know, it there it it it's nice to be in the other seat. But there's yeah. so many easy good options to actually yeah, focus but, your but the, everybody's like, most doing of the that. time everybody doesn't like that person no just like, like in our group you still see people champion bryson dechambeau you still who? see people just me just the entire mainstream media talking you, about, you're him talking being about our science. group yeah i'm saying our group will have, i like, kind of a disagree like bryson brings content but most of the time people don't really skeptical. speak of him highly like they are mostly like I've yeah, been, he hits it really far. Like, yeah, it, he's it, kind of a quirky guy, yeah, though. He's a but he's a, a real douchebag. Yeah. Like, they, I've never heard a broadcast call him a douchebag. Well, they can't. I think call that's him against the rules. My, the, I think the it's whole the point tone. here is that they 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 praise like he. His I'm not whole, going off of like what the broadcast. Well, then don't go golf insider Twitter shit. Like, that's not the mainstream media. Like, that's not the mainstream audience. Like, I, if you went and you walked into any golf club and you're like. That Bryson DeChambeau guy, like, yeah, dude, he hits it so far. He's so smart. He, like, knows physics. Like, I just he's don't like, think that's – I'm not hearing those Then people. why is, like, that his commercial on Bridgestone? Or is, like, because why is that – suck at fucking marketing. I was that might be tone deaf on their part. No, or I, 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 I think people eat that shit up. I don't know those people, but that, Maybe the fine. fucking old – old people that are still like here dude i spend every saturday and sunday with the old people and they're not in on bryson yeah (laughs) so i don't i didn't i just find it strange that like the goal of golf is to find someone likable and then hate on them that was absolutely not my goal of golf that's just i mean viewership in general like finding like like the whole see so the most of the reasons for my dislike for tiger is one a big a big reason is I didn't really get into golf or started liking golf till Tiger's tail end of his career. So I didn't get to watch his, you know, crazy moments. Like, yeah, I've watched them and gone back and watched like the stuff he's done. But just the force feeding of him down your fucking throat every week, even when he's not playing in the event, it's like, hey, did you see what Tiger did on this hole? In 2003? Well, you should watch it while the tournament's going on. Let's just fucking show you Tiger Woods real quick. And maybe that's that's actually really similar to, to my situation with Jordan, is that I got into golf after Jordan had his run, and he was now playing terrible. 
And every conversation is, when is Jordan going to be back? Is he on it? And I was like, who the fuck cares? He hasn't won a tournament in a year and a half. So maybe that's part of it as well. Uh, It's totally unrational. I'm fine with that. That's just what I've picked and I've latched onto. You and I are very similar, just with different people. I can can understand where you're coming from. I don't understand it because I'm a Spieth guy. Like, I don't get it. But... But, but I, I, I do think, get but it. But there's a far more substantive argument to like not like Tiger than to not like Spieth. Like Tiger has committed crimes. Like no, uh, I guess DUI is a crime. Yeah, yeah. Literally, people die all the time from yeah. substance yep, yep, abuse yep, drivers. I was wrong. Like, I mean, has also been and, proclaimed a womanizer, which uh, is not cheats, a crime. Like, it's not a crime. I, I wasn't talking. Yeah, 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 I no, but there's other crimes. reasons. Like, but those yeah. aren't the, those are not the reasons I don't like the guy. Yeah, I and it's it's not really I don't like him as a person. It's I don't like how golf treats him as a fucking god. And like, but he, let's let, take away from the event going on and let's get ratings. Let's just throw Tiger. Let's fucking force be Tiger, baby. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Yeah. Like, so that's the that's the argument where, like, I'd be like, OK, if that's what if you want to bring that stuff into your perception of him out, like within inside of golf, like, OK, that's your prerogative. Like, I try to bifurcate those things as best as I can. Sure. When I when I when I watch Tiger. But the fact of me coming from a place where I didn't get to, like, be on the ride of Tiger while yeah. he was there. It hits me in a way like, dude, I don't give a fuck about that right now. I care about what the tournament's doing right now and the guys I know about and like I care about. So I don't care what happened in 2005 here. Yeah. I don't care if he got a crowd of people to move a massive boulder out of the way so he could hit a shot here in 2005. It was very good understanding the rules, though. Yeah, it was cheating. (laughs) No, I disagree. Yeah. So, th- this is Patrick Reed esque, if you ask me. I completely disagree. Yeah, that's fine. It was within the Patrick, rules. Exactly. Patrick Reed was no, within no, no, the no, rules. No, 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 no. Patrick Reed was not within the rules when he oh, picked Oh, really? Up- because it went on television and played and, out in the tournament. And everybody, and everybody said thinks this is he insane. cheated. Everybody this thinks is, he cheated. This is a complete. Script flip from when we actually talked about this in the pod, and Ryan was like, "He played it by the book, dude. He did exactly everything as you're allowed to. Like he didn't break the rules." No, I didn't know about him pick, I, and I said that on the pod that I didn't realize that he picked up his golf ball and moved it and said, "Here, stick your tee in," because that is not by the rules, obviously. Well, it was no, it according is. to it is. what it the fuck the, the rules official it is claimed. The rules. The rules, the literal rules official came and was like, "Oh yeah, this is fine." Te- I thought it was pretty clear that they. Everyone said the rules official was wrong. No, yeah, he, but he's the rules official. No, he theoretically didn't break any rules with what he did. You're allowed to pick up your ball. And to neither see did it, Tiger. To, to determine it's if it's the, embedded. Neither did Tiger. He didn't officially break any rules, but he had people move a boulder out of the way. It obstructed his shot. He got to take a better shot because people moved a boulder. I don't see that. To me, that was. This is so. This is. We're on a tangent. Firstly, we're definitely on a tangent, but it is very Patrick Reed esque, and you cannot deny that. I'm not denying this. I think it was a scummy thing to do for sure. 100%. And people are like, oh, it's Tiger. It's all good. It's so cool. Did you you see how cool that was? You know who would have hit the rope hook around that boulder? Speed. 100% he would have. I would have asked somebody to move the boulder. And I definitely think that Tiger could have hit that shot too, but the fact that uh, uh, you know, I just I'm not on board for that. 
definitely one of the reasons I dislike him. See, if Dave, you came into it every time someone's like, why aren't I guy? Like, you shouldn't have moved that ball there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's just it. It'd be like, well, damn. The, the thing is, principles. He, the thing huh. is, he didn't even move it. The crowd moved it. He didn't even help move it. He know. has a bad back, man. <laughs> At the time, he didn't, I don't think. Uh, he's had a bad back his whole life. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, anyway, okay, can, let's get this Let's get this shit back yeah, on the rails. Yeah. Anyway, Spieth playing phenomenal. Ryan Look, irrationally dislikes him. All right, we're good. We're good there. Yes. All right. Um, and he's allowed to dislike people just like I'm allowed to dislike people. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, I just think better target people. I think dislike. it makes yeah. for good content and it makes for good watching of sports. Thank you. I agree. Wholeheartedly. When you when there's a room of people that want someone to win and you're the one guy or you have you and one other guy that are rooting for that not to happen, it adds to the and I should in the room. say I was not rooting against Jordan in any way today. I was like, oh, good for Jordan. He did it. Like, I, it's not I don't hate him. Even with the, your boy Gerdog in there. Yeah. Gerdog was not really in there. Though. I mean, he was, he was trying. Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, he, was, he, he was there. He, he made he made a little run, but. Again, I would have rather Gerdog done it, but I, I was not like, fuck, Jordan won a tournament. This is so shitty. Like, I was good for him. He's getting back in form. I think that's a great thing. And I, I, he probably. Probably for the health of the game, right? <laughs> no. I, that's, we'll talk about the health of the game when we get to the Masters. I mean, at this stage, I think we're, we're on the Masters. It's, it's, it's Masters week. Yeah, we're heading Sunday to Augusta. Before the Masters. Valero just wrapped up, and it's time to fucking start talking about it, you know. <laughs> All right, guys. I, I think since this is a Masters that you got, or this is the major that you guys clearly are like the biggest fans of, I would, mm-hmm. I would, I pass the podcast on to you. I don't want to pee on your major. <laughs> okay. Um. So I'll start off by saying that as soon as Spieth won. I went to Bavada and I immediately put a bet on him to win. The you were a month that's, late. That's unbelievable that you waited this long. Yeah, I was going to say, you were way you late. You should have been betting that shit. <laughs> well, like, you missed no. out on a good so, opportunity. Let me explain. I had been gambling a lot, and I took a good almost a month off. So I didn't, and I told myself I was going to wait till Masters Week, and it is Sunday. And I feel like I, I want to wait till 2030 to get Bitcoin. I was like, going to say, Dave, can I interest <laughs> you in some stock in GameStop? <laughs> the thing is, during that, if people would have actually held when it went back down during that, they would have made a fucking lot of money because it went back up to like 300 recently. Yeah, but they could have just sold at the top like they did in mail. Anyway, let's not yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I immediately fucking bought some fucking speed stock in the masters this what week. what did you get him at just out of curiosity 1200 oh my plus God. 1200 i never that's ouch <laughs> whatever <laughs> that look still good value <laughs> yeah. is it i mean ryan do you not understand how good DJ's still the favorite. is at augusta yes but i'm Spieth, saying plus 1200 you could have got him at plus 3500 no, yes, that, that's ago. that's true and i told dave that just now but yeah. my my point is is that spieth should be the favorite at augusta hey, just right real, now just a real quick tangent real not a, even a tangent it's about my my bet i made on tony finau in in january when we did the pre-draft for him to win augusta yeah this this, this week he was uh plus 3300 you you know what he is now 
He's 45. <laughs> he's 3,500. On Bovada, he's plus 3,300. Oh, <laughs> it's the really? exact same number. Yeah. Oh, on Vegas okay. Insider, he's 3,500. Yeah, so your, your odds are technically yeah, worse odds. it's the exact same. Yeah. Okay. It is a bit of a bummer because he has been playing pretty bad golf recently. Yeah. He yeah. just missed the cut at Valero, which is yeah. yikes. He was thinking about the Masters. Then why was he there? <laughs> I don't know. He didn't need to play. There. He really but likes the river. When I walk. looked at that today, because I was like looking at the list of people to bet on. Yeah. Because Bovada only has the uh, the odds for picking winners right now. Like they'll get the yeah. top ten and top yeah. five and shit later. But uh, I was just going down the list and I was like, "What's Finau at?" And I was like, I looked at what I got him at, and I was like, "What is he at?" Oh, it's the literally the exact same. Yeah. <laughs> like making that bet that far in advance did nothing for me. <laughs> But, still got it. Yeah, do you I guys do you guys remember our major predictions? Uh, I believe that we both had Rombo. That is correct. And you guys snuck just under the wire with his recent that kid. That baby's out. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he's going to – do we know he's going to play? That's what I was worried about. Like, he just play. had a, Yeah, I, we'll I see. Think, I think he's going to play. So here's what I would say, though, about Rombo, and that's my guy 100%. But, Dave, you now have a new puppy dog. And you know how stressful that life can be. Imagine if it was a child. I, I don't know if he's going to be. I, yeah, I, he I, may not play. I honestly bet. No, you, I think he'll play, but I just don't think he's. I bet you that kid is way mellower than Rosie. That's, <laughs> that's entirely true. Uh, Either way, I, I think it'd be hard to pick a guy to win the week after he had a kid. I, I hope he does it. I you know what's crazy. I put money on him at the exact same time I put money on Spieth. Once you just saw he was playing. Yeah, or likely was playing. Nice. Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, my I, you boy, really I don't from my boy you, Ron. You man. really don't know how, how it's going to affect him. It could honestly elevate his game. It could. He's, maybe he's, he's trying to first, make some money for that college. The day account. after I got Rosie, I shot eighty five at Riverside, which is, you know, I'm, I was feeling good. I played all right for me. Speaking of good rounds, and not to sidetrack even further, but Ryan, do you got something you got to say today? Yeah, I was going to save this for the Ranger Cup portion, but yeah, best round of my life today. 75 at the old Gray Rock Golf Course here Hell in Austin, yeah. Texas. That's sick. New irons in the bag. We're striping it. It feels really good. No free ads, so just keep it there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was going to talk about that as well. <laughs> Titleist, if you're listening, you can send them for free. Jesus, so right when I say no free ads. <laughs> yeah, I was just <laughs> mention sure the company real quick. Damn it. Um, uh, yeah, so... It's you guys are you guys are feeling pretty good about Rombo still with the situation. I um, always feel good about Rombo, man. I think the kid could elevate him, man. God damn, my feelings are so hurt that Dave is out Romboing me, but Rombo's <laughs> not my pick. He, I love the. Oh, you're cha- you're changing your prediction. Yeah, I don't think Rom's winning this weekend. I do have a pick, and it's not Rom. Okay. Well, it's Gerdog. <laughs> God, I wish I wish I could do that. Well, you definitely can still do that. I could. I just I'm not going to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's fine, man. But uh, you know, just in case you guys were curious, uh, after this recent win, Spieth jumped up to 38th in the world, which is it doesn't sound like a lot, but he he had fallen quite a bit. Yeah, so. he was down to like 150 at one point. Yeah. I don't think it got that bad, but hey, I, kid. Was Rick at the 18th green to congratulate? Dude, you, here's the thing: today? is I almost wrote that message to the group chat, being like, "Where the fuck's Rick?" <laughs> <laughs> Not in Texas. But he very quickly just went to do the the post round interview, and then I just went and flipped on the ANA. So I I didn't see anything beyond that. I didn't see any Rick. There's no way. 
<laughs> well, I mean, this was before your time, Ryan, but Ricky was at every greenside for anyone who even remotely spoke uh, oh, to no, him on no, tour. No, I know. I know he was, but uh, like, we'll, well see. Well, Kid was also saying earlier today to me that if Jordan won the Masters, that Rick would be greenside. Yeah. On, <laughs> on the 72nd hole to congratulate him, even oh though my he's not God, playing that in the would Masters. Be amazing. Yeah. I mean, look, <sighs> Spieth should have four green jackets he only has one so he needs to start making up for lost ground at this point like legitimately he should have four <laughs> okay i mean kind of got snaked from bubba he collapsed against danny willett and he was charging against patrick reed and was about to fucking make a putt on 18 to break the course record and missed a short one didn't do that yeah but like was sniffing it and then, sure. but at the very same time, like simultaneously, Patrick Reed was getting the craziest breaks you've ever seen. Like pinning against hillsides that everyone else went into the water and then hitting flag sticks when the ball's going like, like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> like just shit where it's just like, God damn, how many breaks does this guy get? Like while Speed is playing like the most textbook perfect golf. Yeah. You're talking about Patrick Reed. Yeah, winning at Augusta. Yeah, he got one of the luckiest breaks I've ever seen on, is it? 15. Yes, where his ball should have gone in the water. And everybody's Actually, it was 13. Ball, 13. Yeah, 13. Yeah. Everybody's ball was going in the water, and somehow his did not. Yeah, it just stayed there. Yeah. And then when it hit the flag and stick I remember on 17. It so vividly because Ricky was in contention to win that tournament, and he got, did he get second as he well? He got second, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it... That 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 Masters, like you were saying earlier, was just a thrill. Because yeah. Ricky was in contention. Jordan shot the course record and was also Rick. Yeah, Ricky finished before Jordan, and then Jordan made his run to shoot the course record, and then Patrick Reed just fucking won it. And it's I, like I, God. I legitimately like had a sore throat. Weekend. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I legitimately had a sore throat after that Masters. Like I was, I was Just screaming yelling. that much because Speed was making like as he does, like sixty footers for yeah. Eagle, like yeah. just playing unbelievable golf. So I mean, it was it was fucking sweet, and it culminated with my and least favorite was, player on that tour was after winning after Birkdale yeah. too. Right? Yeah, yeah, following year. Yeah. So, kid, am I to take it you also have Spieth for this event? The way no. you're talking? No, I haven't changed. Like, okay. I, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm, st- like, I'm. Look, I in my head like always think Spieth's gonna win the Masters. Sure. But like when we made our picks, I'm gonna stand by my pick. But Who like, but I think like Spieth has the best chance of winning it. But I just think this person's gonna win it. Um, and I pick Sungjae. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. He yeah. got solo second at Augusta in November. Yep. And he took he's taken some time off and he's preparing for it. Like if if Songjay takes time off, like Oh, I've got some you, top you ten. Get, you bets. gotta look out. As soon yeah. as the top ten bets open, I've got some top ten bets. Yeah. Do you have some top ten bets? Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So I mean you guys had ROM and it sounds like Dave, you're keeping ROM for your for your pick. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sticking by my boy Rom. I do think Spieth could easily come in and win it. Look, I think obviously, like I'm sidecarring Spieth to everything. I think from now until the end of the year, like yeah. Spieth is going to win every tournament. <laughs> um, but I'm going to stand by Sungjae because I'm confident that Sungjae is going to play really well this week. But that all being said, I, Ryan, you're backing out from your boy. You've been backed down from Rom in general. Like at this no. point, Dave is now Rom. Dave like, has surpassed me as Rom guy. 
Um, which is unfortunate because he's got to have more passion, man. (laughs) And more loyalty. I'm trying to be correct. (laughs) I'm not trying to just be loyal. I ride for my guys. Yeah, I know you do. Through thick and thin. Yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy is that like two, 40% of your wolf pack isn't even in the event. That's all right. It's rough. Rough look. Yeah. I mean, it happens. So I've got, uh, I like Justin Thomas this week. I think he's going to win it. He's the dude is, I think he's the best golfer in the world. I know DJ has been pretty nails, but I think Justin Thomas is going to pull it off. Also a member of my Wolfpack. Um, you guys are just choosing like, it's like, yeah, like, okay, let me just look down two rows on Vegas. You picked the runner up last year. Yeah. But right now, like I'm just saying, don't, don't call me chalk guy. Sung Jay is down at 39 to one. Rom's 11 to one. Justin Thomas also eleven to one. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Oh my god, come on, guys. (laughs) I mean, dude, (laughs) it's Justin fucking Thomas. I mean, look, he played. He played well in November. He showed the form that he can win there. Yeah, I mean that. uh, Apparently, it took kid that event to think Justin Justin Thomas Thomas could win win the Masters. No, what I, w- I yeah, was no, saying- it definitely was because the podcast before that, you're like, yeah, I mean, Justin Thomas like clearly hasn't shown that he can win here. I was saying that he's <laughs> taking the trajectory, but he wasn't going to win it that time. Yeah, like he had gone from being like T58 to T34 to so T21. So if we would have asked you t- if we, so the one if not the one in November, but if we were to be like, so what about next one in April? Does he have a chance to win that one? Do you think he could win that? I would have needed would... to see November and see what like if he had followed that, s- yeah, that same just, trend line. You're I, just kind of copping out. <laughs> That's what I feel like. I hear your argument. It's it's fine. He's the best ball striker in the world. I, I don't okay. think you can even question that. Let's just quiet down. Are you serious? I am serious. You don't think Justin Thomas is the best ball striker? We already did this on the pod. He is the best on approach strokes gained. Dave's shrugging. <laughs> he is completely flapped <laughs> by the stat. Again, he's gone inaudible on the podcast, <laughs> which is very helpful. <laughs> yeah, I just don't agree. I don't see him working the ball nearly as much as some guys. Okay, go ahead and just... I'll give you two. Right off the top of the head, Spieth, for one. Doesn't work the ball as well as him. Is he a better ball striker though? Like ball striking is fucking working the ball both ways. That's You're not that, an ultimate. That's ball not necessarily striker. true because no. everyone. A lot of like, people. Okay, we're just talking about hitting the center of the golf club. Is that all we're no, talking? We're about? talking about because if we are, Harris English is the oh. best ball striker. Um. Well, no. <laughs> a, a lot of people, if you ask them right now, that like are deep in golf and say Colin Morikawa is the best yes, ball striker, but he plays a there. he plays a standard cut exactly pretty much yeah. all the time. That's why he's not in my conversation. And yet, the last podcast you were talking about how well Colin Morikawa like he what, is a good ball striker. He's number two behind. JT no, you to pulled me. him up as the 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 guy when you were saying T to green or whatever it was. Yeah, with, that like if we're talking strokes gained. Yes, sure. That is. I'm, we're talking about ball striking. <laughs> okay, you have a different definition than I do. Then. Yeah, I guess I do. Well, you're you're talking about workability. You're talking about someone yeah, who yeah, can we're shape, talking about about someone shaping who strikes shots. the fucking ball w- and can work it and be the best ball striker in golf. Who puts the ball closest to the pin with an iron in their hand from the fairway? So we're talking strokes gained, approach to the green. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you, okay. I, what you're talking about is just who is the be, like who's who, the best who's striker. mastered the artistry of golf like who has the most shots at their disposal, and 
to be honest with you, it's like, yeah, you could say Spieth, but I would also say that like, I've never seen Justin Thomas not be able to hit a shot if it calls for it ever. Like he's got everything in the bag. Listen, he's great. Also, in this day and age, you play your most consi- like Morikawa. He hits a fade every time because he trusts it and he well, knows it holds, he can put it's repeatable better. Flag. and it holds greens better. That's the yes. main reason to play a cut. So, what? I guess I just don't understand why it's more impressive than that you can work the ball multiple. Because directions. when you call, when it's called, when you are called to hit a shot and you're behind a tree and you have to hit a sixty-yard hook. Don't you can put yourself it. behind a tree 60 yards out. That's then like, then let's, let's remove labels and just say that ball striking is the ability to reproduce a shot that's called for in the moment to get it as close to the green or to the hole as possible. Yeah. So we're going to my definition. Who gets to the closest to the hole most well, often? No, what that is, what, what strokes gained is, is like you're in the fairway and you're hitting it to the fucking green and you're getting close to the hole. Are we really talking about punch outs right now? I'm not talking about punch outs. I mean, it kind of sounds like you are. Look, I, I just have never heard someone try to go to the block to say that Justin Thomas doesn't have every shot in the bag. Like, he yeah. does. He just does. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not going to say that Spieth isn't close in ball striking or the ability to shape and create shots. Like, he is. He's very creative. He, he's in the, the shit more than Justin Thomas. Yeah, so he's, he has much able- more, he's more creative. There's no... Again, I feel like that's a totally different conversation. And, and the only reason people would say he's more creative is because you have more opportunities to see him yes, be creative. Exactly. So, like, look, I don't want to get on, like, a long subject about, like, who's the best ball striker because we're not going to come to, a con- like, a consensus on what that even sure. means. But for me, you have a short list of guys that I would consider to be the best at their, – their, their strength is their irons. Like, that's the best. Yeah. We remove Tiger from the equation – the, the p- players on tour where their best club is irons. Well, he removed himself, but I was talking just for the history of golf. Like if we just kept modern golf in consideration, yeah. we're talking about Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Hideki Matsuyama, Sung JM, and then probably DJ. Yep. Um, what about, uh, wait, never mind. Go ahead. You said him. Sorry. I think, I think that's kind of the, I short think list. that's it. Like, yeah. You could say Brooks as well. Did I say Brooks? No, you no, didn't. didn't. You could say Brooks as well. Like he, he is an incredible iron player. Yeah. And especially with the long irons in the bag. Yeah, for sure. Um, that all being said, I, I think that's kind of the list. Like it is. Other people lean on other strengths to kind of bolster them. You yeah. have Bryson that leans on driving and putting. You have Rom that leans on driving in his short game. Oh, Rom, bro. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't I don't I don't think that's a, that's for me that's not it. But uh, he's very I he's probably showed you the sh- fucking he's in the top game or whatever. For sure. Like yeah. I said, I said he, I think he leans on other parts he of his re- game. He leans on driving to, to, to that bolster strokes game. Yeah. Him. So dr- so if we're talking specifically irons, that's I exactly guess. what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the, the 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 gambling right here has us at. Dustin Johnson being the favorite, Bryson DeChambeau being the second favorite, then Jordan and Justin and Rom all sharing the same. I have, oh, actually, Rom is thirteen to one, not eleven yeah. to one. Oh, you're talking about for favorites? I was yeah. looking at the strokes gained because I have DJ DeChambeau, JT, Rom, Cantlay, Shoffley, Berger. Strokes Simpson. gained on approach. Strokes gained overall. Oh well, yeah, but Bryson's is totally. Are we? Are we, are we go, Are we going back to the conversation about ball striking? We shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> the the point I was trying to make is that 
strokes gain in total is an alg- like is an amalgam of all of your different I facets of the game. And I'm saying that Bryson's strokes gain is really high because he leans on his driving and his putting as his strongest parts of yes. his game. If you looked at his iron play, I'm sure it's fine. But yeah. It's not the thing that he leans on to be the best part of his game. Whereas Justin Thomas or Colin Morikawa or Colin Morikawa lean on those parts of their game. Yeah. Thus making them the I would call ball strikers, not the fucking mashers the fucking bombers yeah exactly because bryson can miss the center of the face and it still goes 370 yards like it's not about like smash factor for him all the time like he he can get through it without hitting the center of the face for sure and then he just puts the lights out yeah so that's kind of the point i was trying to make but back to yours you are changing your pick for the Masters. Yes, I'm going with Justin Thomas. And oh yeah, that's how we started this. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. how long we've been on this. This floor. is the fucking wormhole. <laughs> um, he can win out there, guys. <laughs> we've had that conversation. As yes, well. we've had. <laughs> yeah, but it, it the the course seems fiery after watching the Anwa. It'll be interesting to see if it if it gets watered down or if it if it remains firm. I think if it remains firm, it it might play into Justin Thomas's hands a bit more. Yeah, I th- I think he he would thrive there. Um, I think someone like just, uh, Jordan Spieth would thrive there in that same circumstance. For sure. Um, some people that would benefit from a softer course, people like DJ and Bryson, who, if it's soft conditions, they can kind of, you know, fly past, but DJ hits his wedges so well. I feel like he's going to be pretty well off no matter what out there, even if it's fiery, pretty well off at any turn anywhere, but I'm surprised Vegas isn't fading Bryson more. Like our, our like after after his recent performance there and kind of like I get that he's playing good golf right now and I, and I get that he is who he is, but are we just gonna what just pa- he, are we just gonna pass on November? Last, he just won. What did he just win? He Bay, just, Hill. Bay Hill. Bay Hill. Yeah. And then he took third place at the players. The thing you have to remember about Vegas though is that Vegas is controlled by the betters and Bryson is in the news the most, so he's gonna get the most wagers because. Guys that listen to sports center. That's fair here. to an extent, but he's still the second favorite. Because like most ahead, people know his name. I think more But ahead of JT and Yes and I, Spieth? Spieth is an interesting JT one. just won the players. Yes. I'm telling you the general betting public who doesn't watch golf knows Bryson's name more than they know JT and Spieth. God, we can't start this conversation. I'm no, just telling you. There's talk- no way that the golfing public knows No, I'm Bryce's talking about the more- non-golfing public. I'm talking about general. General betters. Degenerate Yes, people who public. don't watch golf, who watch SportsCenter, and all they talk about is Bryson hitting the fucking green at So, so j- just betters after the year 2018, basically. Well, he's saying that. No, listen, I'm talking about this week. Vegas takes all bets. Yes. Whether they watch golf or not, and if they don't watch golf and they're making a golf bet, they're probably going to bet on bryson i get it but my point is that you said people will know bryson but not spieth yes yeah but they don't in this year they don't know because golf the the people that just paid attention to golf starting like i'm talking about people that don't pay attention to golf i'm talking about people that watch sports center at night they're watching they see bryce they see bryce's name like 10,000 times more than speeds the the valero texas open is not getting getting this kind of coverage so I'm I'm talking about like people who definitely aren't listening to this podcast or golf podcasts in general, but just are familiar with golf and they go, God damn, Bryson's name is in the news a lot. I'm going to put a grand on Bryson to win the Masters because he's hitting it a thousand miles. There's no way he can't win. So I'm I'm talking about like the uneducated better who's spending money and then they do their research. 
So they're protecting There's themselves from they're, they're protecting themselves from uneducated better is what you're saying. Yes, but and you don't think it's they, actually accurate. They're, they're not. They're not what, just protecting themselves as the money comes in. That's what they do with Tiger every yes, single time. I understand that. I'm just trying to clarify. That's the stance that you guys are taking with yes, Bryson. I don't that think you guys Bryson actually is, think he is the second favorite. No, he no. is absolutely not. Okay, that, I mean that's the stake I'm trying to get in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's absolute. I no, he's he's not the second favorite. Yeah. Is there is there any value that you guys see up until like I would put forty Bryson to one in the top fifteen or twenty? Yeah, I don't have the list in front of me. I think Morikawa is probably going to have good odds for that same reason that people just don't know his name. What do you mean pro- good odds and like he'll be good value? Good value. Yeah, if we're talking what? value. Also, Cam Smith. Yeah, he plays well there. They're on Cam Smith. Like they're on to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Call Morikawa is twenty nine to one. That's, um, that's good value to me. Cameron Smith is thirty nine to one. Uh, better value. Is it better? I mean, I would done, say yes because Cameron better Smith, Cameron Smith yeah. plays well at Augusta, and Colin Morikawa played Augusta for the first time in twenty twenty, yeah. and he got t forty four. Yeah, and we're talking about the weakest field in major golf, and. But I guarantee you, he's gotten some invites to play some practice rounds and stuff in the last year with all he's accomplished. I'll make in golf. a bet with you right now that Cam Smith places better than Colin Morikawa this week. Name the number. I'm in. 20 bucks. Done. All right. Nice. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Cam Smith finished last year? No. T second. Cool. Stand Go by. back. Keep going back. Okay, give me a minute then. Okay. That wasn't. <laughs> I didn't just have right. his OWGR I, I, up. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what you had up. Yeah, but you just assumed he has very Don't good make course an ass history out of you there. there. Yeah. They, uh, they, the announcers once called him. He, they said he looked like a sixteen-year-old boy. I think it was the, the, pre- the previous not year. That's shocking. You won. Well, keep going. <laughs> Go further until you find a number I like. Uh, he got T fifth in 2018. There we go. Keep going. <laughs> There's the number I like. That's the other good one. Yeah. <laughs> What's what was the year before that one? Uh, I don't think he played in 2017. The well, before the last time he played before that in the Masters. Those yeah, are that his, was his years. first time. T50, so yeah. 2018, 2019, T51, 2020, T. So fifth, 51, second. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yes, it is. More college yeah, only it, been... With that cadence, it's now we're looking at a T fifty one or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're not. We're looking at probably like a top twenty. Okay, I mean that's your guess. I mean it went T five, T fifty one, T two, may go go back down. To T51. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that above forty four? That average probably. I'd also say fifty one is lower. Fifty one is like essentially like the worst of whoever made the cut. Yeah. Anywho. Whatever. Man. Look, I think Cam Smith's a great bet. I'm just saying, like, he's not like Jordan Spieth there or anything like that. Like, he, yeah, but we're talking about Colin Morikawa. Yeah, like I think I would go with Cam Smith as well. Yeah. Okay. We will see. I might owe Dave twenty bucks. We'll see, but I feel good about it. How do we feel about DJ? I feel like we haven't talked I about him at all. Easily win. And I think he could absolutely win this tournament. He could be the first person to go in back to back Masters within how many months? Like, like eight. November. Wait, hold on. What, what was the question? I said he could be the first person to win back to back made uh, back to back Masters in what has it been five months? No, uh, November, December, yeah. December yeah. January. Are you saying that he'll March, be the first April, person to win be the, the Masters back to Yeah, of course, because it, it's impossible yes. to have any other. Disparity. I know it was supposed to be a joke. Oh, but, yeah, we yeah. just started counting and yeah. things got out of hand. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, he'll be the one to do it. Like he'd yeah. he'd be the first person to win two majors in the row, in one and calendar. it would be the yeah. same major. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for me, I think that like DJ's obviously a strong bet. You just want I mean, it. He's he, Vegas's favorite, right? Yeah, right. He is. Um, but for, for me, I I can't go with it. I, I just. I, I just it's so hard to go back to back and he hasn't shown me any form that makes me think that like he's gonna be lights out there like sure I don't, I don't know I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that he's gonna do it I I wouldn't bet on him right now I don't think he's good value my point was just that we hadn't talked about him and he's the favorite <laughs> that's true listen I think he could win yeah I would not be surprised in any he way plays, if we he came plays back well there play. he's won it now like that could be a weight off his shoulders and he could just fucking win there again. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. Uh, another one that I wanted to talk about, uh, Brooks said he's playing and he's playing. Yeah. That's what Wait, I saw. Brooks is playing. That's what I, I saw again. This is social media, so I don't know if it's good news, but I, I saw that Brooks was playing. So if y'all can with your laptops, Google it. Uh, I don't, I don't, that's I, what I, I just saw it on social media. I mean, that would mean kids statement that, 40% yeah. of my team is not playing yeah. or 40% of my Wolfpack is not playing. Uh, and it's again, incorrect. I could have gotten got by a Twitter troll, but very possible golf channel. Brooks Kepka spot on range Sunday at Augusta national hmm. golf week. Brooks Kepka at Augusta national for masters 19 days after knee surgery. Yeah. Sounds like it's not smart. For I, to and be then doing his it? quote, I feel I can win. <laughs> <laughs> What else would he if say? If I knew I was going to finish second, I wouldn't have shown up. I feel I can win. I'll play. I'll play. I'll be all right. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like another knee surgery coming down the train. I don't know. I'll, I'll take him at his word for now. And Dave, only 20% of your team is missing, or your Wolfpack is missing the Masters. I think that's probably more than mine, to be honest. But we'll, uh, it's only Rick, we'll, kid. We'll dive into that <laughs> another point. That's true. I mean... Uh, um, I'm trying to look up head-to-heads, and I just can't seem to find them. They won't have them already. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess because they won't have the... They don't have pairings. Yeah, they don't have pairings yet. Shucks. Um, Gosh darn it. Yeah, but, I mean, looking further down this list, uh, you know, they actually kind of like being pretty... They're, they're recognizing the chef. Yeah. <laughs> they get them at 40 to 1, which is, look... If people said Chef was 41 at the Masters a year ago, they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? The boy is climbing. The boy I, is climbing. I agree. I would also say that that's probably people that just saw him play really well in match play and getting on him. But It sucks but, that Rick is not in the Masters, man. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, come on. Let the boy in. <laughs> Wow, that is a Pandora's box that they should not open. Say, I saw you on a Rocket Mortgage commercial. Would you like to play? He played well this week. It's not. It's not unheard of. The Masters just to invite people. They do it all the time. Like they did it for Anabon Lahiri like three years ago for the Indian market. Like they do stuff like that Hmm. quite often. Um, Did not know that. Yeah. So I mean. Rick is not like the 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 He's, needle for a, a country with a population of over a billion, but no. Uh, look, the the main people want to see Rick there is just Dave. So <laughs> Dave has to write to Fred Ridley and be like, it's "Hey, Dave and the board of Rocket Mortgage, <laughs> those are the people." Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, I just feel and, like and farmers know, insurance, they'd probably like to have a chance, man. man. You have to earn that chance. That's how that works. I understand how it works. <laughs> Look, guys, I would have liked to see you right there too. Listen, he got did he did here did he not get you points this week, kid? He did. He's still negative for my team, but yeah, yeah but he got you point this week, and he's working. He's getting out of the dude, green the funny, mile fucking hangover, dude. So. You, know, you know the crazy thing is, is that I had a saved text in my clipboard ready to post on Friday. Be like, look, Rick is going on the trading block. And like he's missed. You he's son missed. Of like, a bitch. He, he's missed. Like oh, you would have scooped him up. You could have taken advantage. Dave, he, he's missed like trade. four cuts. Like he's 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 starting to tank my team a little bit here. Like he's he's looking worse and worse every week. And like he had, sh- he went out and he shot like a four over on the first. Yeah. In the first round, I was like, he what, looks worse. Where would he have been like- if he, if so, uh, what place if he just shot even that round? He would have been like t one hundred and eighteenth. No, 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 he's saying sweet. if he shot even he instead shot of even, four over. If he shot even on Thursday, if he uh, take the four strokes uh, away, where would he have been? This is a weird hypothetical. No, it's not that hard. I can find out. I know you can. I'm just Ricky saying. Ricky shot. He was five under at the end of the tournament, so minus nine, eight. He would have been T9. Nine, nine. Would have been in the top, top ten. ten. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, he wouldn't have like been in contention. Like, he wouldn't no, have been he would have been. No, he would have been T6. Yeah, because nine you said Gary eight, Woodland. He was nine under. He would have been T6. He didn't have any chance oh. against Gary Woodland. Dude, I'll take Rick. That's like the every- first good round, a good tournament Gary Woodland's had in a while. I will take Rick every single day on his worst day against Gary Woodland. Well, if we can arrange that, I'm down to Dave, watch. Who has more majors? Don't give a fuck. Ooh. I know it's I know it's fucking Gary, but I'm I don't care. Well, good for you. That's really, really good mental calculation. Um let's steer this back onto the Masters. What's your favorite hold, Augusta? Oof. Dave? 13. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Mostly just because of Tiger shot after Molinari hit it in the water. I just like that hole. That's also, 15. 15. Was it 15? Yeah, well, it's 15. I like, I like 13 a lot. I also like... Uh, it, it's underrated. What is... Uh, is it... Is it uh, what's the first par 3... Is it th- number three? No, first part of three is number four. Yeah, number four. Um, it's not it's anything special. So but long part three. But the green, the green, the complex, green is cool. Yeah. yeah, it's an underrated hole, I think. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Go ahead. Oh, that's I. I honestly, I was gonna say, hand up. I'm the worst Masters fan that I don't know the holes. It's my favorite major, but I don't know the holes. Yeah, I don't know the holes of anything. We've talked about this. It's hard to remember holes. I don't I don't I, pay attention to that. I, I'm following players, not holes. It's I don't know. I think fifteen is the best hole at Augusta. I mean it's it's it's, it's, it's an it's a it's a popular pick. I bet you most people would probably pick it, but they pick yeah. it for a reason. The Grand Canyon is dope for a reason. Yeah. And people go yeah. to it for a reason. Yeah. I think um, twelve is a very important hole. Yeah. 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 Um, it's not my favorite at all, but it's an important hole. Um, yeah, I, I, 12 is a pivotal hole. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's the crux. Of, I was going to say amen corner. It's the beginning. Yeah. I, I, I think 12 is a, is a really critical hole and it's really, it's always fun to watch people hit, hit play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like 11 too, right before it. Um, lots of fun watching people kind of like take their different, approaches into it and how they want to flirt with the water it's a little boring when people keep bailing out right but yeah. 
it to me i think the guys that are playing really well when you start seeing them going to that green you're like that's like when someone's feeling it that's what it looks like and it, mm. you can just kind of tell without with separating from score like who's actually in contention just by watching the approach shots yeah um but augusta to me has so much potential to be like an even more thrilling course if they just cleaned up a few holes but which few do you have specifics without? i mean everyone talks about 17 being yep. pretty bad and it's because it is pretty bad um i'm not the biggest fan of uh 14 either and i get that like both of those holes are dealing with the same issue of like running back away Distance, from the water yeah. and like back up and being relatively straight um i don't love I don't love three. I think a lot of people like three. It's the drivable par four yep. that like has the bunkers protecting it. I think it doesn't really bring all that much challenge to it in the way that you would want. Um, and I think you generally just end up seeing the same scores from everybody. Yeah. But I don't know. Like for for me, I think you could you could have you could make the the drives and the approaches to those greens more challenging for different types of players. And I think you kind of get the same result from the same kinds of shots at those different locations. Yeah. I think if you took some of the nuances of something like, like 12 or like, uh, like, like two as well. Like those complexes, like two is a very gettable hole, but the green complex is up in a way that like people get ejected all the time. Right. So, I would like to see more and more stuff like that. And I'm not a course architect, but those are the, those are just the holes that I see myself kind of glazing over when watching. Right. And there's other holes that like aren't glamorous holes, but I find myself actually being pretty like heavily engaged to whenever I'm watching. Like for me, I really, I really like, I like nine quite a bit and it's not a glamorous hole by any means. Yeah. It, it kind of suffers from the same thing that, uh, that what is it? 17 and I think 14 is what I was also talking about that kind of deal with the same, the same issues. So I think you just got to get creative with like the green complexes and making sure that like approach shots have their spots that they need to land in and they've got a funnel in the right direction. And there's penalty if you don't hit it. There. Yeah. yeah. Whereas I think a lot of people just end up kind of bailing out in the same way. Like when I spoke about 11, yeah. like, they, like I'd like the bailouts to be also thin margins of error kind of yeah. like, or at least penalizing in some way. Yeah. In some fashion yeah. where it's like, a a mediocre bailout and like a decent bailout like have different results yeah exactly but look I, it's it's hard to nitpick a course like augusta like there's a reason that people praise it so much because it is a phenomenal course and i would like to see them kind of the course would just be so much better if the equipment was different and i'm not trying to create that portion of yeah. the conversation <laughs> on the podcast but like what they're dealing with continually with 13 is just ridiculous i was gonna go into that with the drivable part four with the equipment but i didn't yeah like the hole would be different with different equipment for sure yeah 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 but you know it's still an amazing course you know the scenery is amazing i am a huge fan of pine straw in general like i just like the fact that if you're in the trees there's some penalization but you still have the creativity and the ability to save it in some fashion right and those are some of the, like, whenever you think of like, what's the, what's the, you know, what's the shot that stands out in your mind? It's never like a generic shot. It's going to be something creative. It's Phil from the pine straw. And, yeah. Yeah. So uh, from the pine straw. Yeah. There's, there's tons of just wild shots that are nothing like a standard, like, like tigers chip in on 16. Like it's, yeah. it's when someone's getting creative around the greens or into the greens that people remember. And yeah. it's not, it's not like these 
you got this corridor of trees that you got to hit your drive down. It's like, oh my gosh, look at how straight he hit that drive. Like, yeah. that's not it's what It's the makes hard it. shots that people remember. The For ones sure. that you put yourself in a bad position, but they pull off the hard shot. I mean, hitting a driver straight 300 yards down an alley of trees is extremely difficult. It just isn't creative or like what I would consider to be like engaging, like mm-hmm. shape wise. And like watching them kind of work, them, especially now that they have shot tracer and like you actually get to see the ball like really curl and do all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, it takes something like what Bryson did at the a- the Arnold Palmer to uh, just kind of bring like get people like stoked on a drive. You yeah, know? I mean, that's, that's definitely part of it for sure. I think it makes the game more approachable and like you're not basically just staring at screen like, OK, I guess I'll know what happens when the ball lands. Like it's actually far more instant feedback and and for me i think the masters is one of those tournaments that does a great job of incorporating technology to make it far more engaging like we've talked about their you know every shot recorded and they were the first people to kind of pioneer that to a degree and then they have the my group thing where you can kind of curate the players that you want to see and it creates a feed for you Mm -hmm. and then they go above and beyond with all their interviews like of course they're the only tournament that people would be like no you have to do an interview if we want you to like they have Mm -hmm. that kind of sway being in augusta but I love I, – I look forward to Master Week so much just because I get to have those long-form, in-depth interviews with different players as they start rolling out during the week. Yeah, the pre uh, – the whole week, it's just it, – it's unlike any other golf tournament. The players tries to do it, but, you know, they get – all the golfers you care about, you get an interview beforehand. All the golfers that we care about except for Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it sorry. Where it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I feel you for sure. You, you, you definitely keep going. Yeah. Uh, and they just do. They do. They set a precedent for how it should be done. And you know, it it it, it just ends up being good. Granted, yeah. like let's go ahead and like keep this in mind that they get fifty-one weeks a year to get one week right. Like, yeah, I mean, I yes, we I I get that. Like the PGA Tour has almost an entire calendar year of stuff, and they have to also get the players perfect. Like it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, like Augusta does an incredible job. Like well, it, they it, they they literally mimic the the Masters. Like they try to be the Masters. I mean, I don't necessarily know if that's entirely true. Like they obviously like take inspiration from stuff that they do, but it's also just ma- the Masters and Augusta pushing the 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 goalposts further in terms of like media and every shot being recorded and all these like in-depth kind of measures that they take and look like I, I i hope that uh that the masters continues to get more competition from places like the players because that's what pushes the progress of the medium forward i wish something like the pj championship would fucking take notes because it, it's uh, honestly kind of despicable to see these things like kind of just like wither a little bit and just not like i don't know i i if you if you're given this like um, like huge label and like bolstering kind of like marketing like to your event and like you kind of just keep coming back with things like beth page like i'm just not here for it dog hmm. <laughs> like for i I'm vocally like not the biggest masters guy, but I at least like it more than the PGA championship. And I, I give credit well, to there the was Augusta. a lot of talk during match play weekend with people saying like, Hey, should, P- should the PGA championship be match play? And a lot of people were like, fuck no. And I was surprised by that. 
Honestly, I think I would love it to be match play. I mean, I I don't want to spend too much time not talking about Augusta or the Masters, yeah. but I, I can understand someone just saying like the best golfer doesn't necessarily win. Like even J, JT came out and he's like, hell no, essentially. That well, wasn't his tweet, but he's it was like not as good of a match play players. Well, I think it was play. more on the point of what the, kid the, does. The, the like be- a stroke play event brings the best golfer out for that week. Match play, you can get a one-off lose or a one-off win and potentially the best player doesn't win that week, but I think I think that that it, I don't know. It, they're looking for a fucking identity and I I don't think it would be a bad thing to have one major be a match play event. I'm not surprised that the fans want to see it be a, a match play event and I'm not surprised that the players want it to be a stroke play event because at the end of the day a stroke play event is a better barometer for who's playing the best golf. For sure. Because by definition they're completing Counting the game the stroke. We <laughs> played stroke play yesterday and you smoked me and we still ended up I won in match play. Yeah. So it's, but it, you guys were playing with strokes. But one stroke, and I, it was just I only gave him one shot. Yeah, and he. I, I think I still were, lost that hole. Did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, re- regardless of all of that, like I understand the perspective on it wanting to stay stroke play for the sanctity of merit, like that sort of being the reward for it. I just think as far as a product is concerned, they better get creative in some other way because Augustus thriving because they're clearly the most valuable golf tournament on the planet because they know how to fucking brand themselves. Right. I would also say a big part of the issue is that the PGA is obviously struggling and we don't have to dive way deep into this. They don't know how to protect themselves from the players other than to grow long rough at this point. And they need to figure out a different way to protect the scoring. I think you're crossing it with the U- the US Open, the USGA. Well, I'm just thinking like you said Beth Page, like Well no, he's right. Yeah. All the all the PGA does is the exact same they thing say that the US Open longer. does. Yeah. I I think they just don't do anything. I, I, I think they, they bend to the venue, which is fine. Like they're trying to get like they wanted Beth Page to be like an incredibly difficult test and people were kind of be like, That's the US Opens thing. Like but like at the end of the day we also have to c- give credit to the fact that we also want majors to be the most, like the most difficult tests to draw out the best players to yeah, be a crucible that it's not necessarily making it long rough to make it the most difficult. Yeah. Test. But that's, that's more of a, you know, that's an agronomy question. Like I was talking about like what we think is the best way to test different skills of golf. But for them, they're equating that to being long rough, which is just maybe a miscalculation. Right. Same well, with the USGA. Well, when that- you're in charge of making a major championship setup, you would think you would fucking know, the correct way to set up a golf course. It all comes back to the... Jeez, we we shouldn't go down. It all comes back to the... They they hit the ball too far and they're too long. There's not enough you can... I mean, long rough like has still prevented scores from getting super low in a lot of instances. It hasn't necessarily brought out the best play out of people for a product is concerned. But, I mean, look, Augusta is a great example of a course that pretty much hovers around the same score... Doesn't necessarily be overly difficult, right? But still brings out the best players that are playing the best golf. Doesn't have For long sure. rough, and, and that, you can credit that to the fucking green complexes. That yeah. and you have to shape the ball a lot off the tee, and, and into it's the green mostly com- a draw, and and and, yeah. and into green complexes. I would say the approach game is the most important important part of Augusta, sure. and that's because of the greens. Yes, yeah. that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, it's the greens that make that course 
protect the greens protect but you're course. also missing the other side of that coin which is the undulations and the elevation change on the fairways too that like you never have a flat lie in the fairways right. and yes, that, that, it, it, that it pre- does it, add to it it predetermines 100%. like the shot shapes that people are comfortable hitting and like when you have uh, a lie on 13 that's tilting from right to left right. and it's placed on a mound on the green that wants you to fade it now all of a sudden the lie is telling you that it wants you it to, has to draw it has to draw but you need to play a fade into this thing and that's because you played too safely to the bottom of this hillside rather than playing up against the trees yeah and now like that's what makes augusta really cool is because they've put that thought into their course and that in that like capacity but it also works out because they only go to that course. So the PGA has to find like perfect courses all the time right. to go to. And that also th- begs the question is, should every major be at the same course? No. The I whole mean, point, the, po- I, the whole listen, point. I just said it begs the question. Uh, yeah. And I hear your, your is argument. It, it, no, I absolutely not. Do I want the open to be at St. Andrews every year? I love that. They have the rotation. All I'm saying is like, but you could modify things if you knew the major would be there every year. You could modify. You the can make sure more. that it was the best test for each major Instead of every just saying, single year. We'll grow the rough up and yes. hope they bomb and gouge. Look, it. the whole point is, is that every organization that's responsible for the male professional event that's called a major is the only one that they steward for that particular class of professional golf right. for the USGA. The only thing they do for males professional golf is the U.S. Open. Right. The PGA of America is that event. The RNA is that event. Augusta right. is that event. Yes, they have other events that they do, but as far as the highest ratings, the most driven, the highest valuable ones of them, you would think they could prepare for that event years and years in advance. Like, sure. Well, they, they do, essentially. And, they just drop the ball and, and, every time. And I think, well, not every time, but I think I think the, the goal really comes down to there's probably other influences that play around money and contracts <laughs> and like just trying to get... But like, we're talking about course setup. Essentially, but if you go to a bad venue because the club is like working behind the scenes politically to get like it to go to fucking Bell Reeve, like yeah, yeah. The the idea here is that like that's why I like Rotas. Like I like the way that the RNA has the the open is because they have it going to different courses and it maintains they the spirit. Even, they even skew it though, like they brought Royal Port Rush into it. Yeah, like, but, but because they saw that as a smart tactical choice that they didn't yeah. have to make. They weren't pressed to make it. And the idea is like I I'm a firm believer in Rotos because it it maintains the spirit of the game in the sense that like this is a sport about being in tune with nature in different locations, the traveling of the game, it being in different climates and different positions like it th- this idea that Augusta gets one course to make perfect for one event one week of every year they better be this fucking good. It works for them. That, it would work yeah. for anybody. It works for the, it works. Well, it, it, it and it's took, working it more. Take, it took the right course. Well, it took the right marketing. <laughs> it, it, well, it took the right course. That's what, that's my stance on it. I, I think if, if the USGA had the benefit of being like, Hey guys, all you have to do is for the rest of time, play at Shinnecock. And you get to just do your U.S. Open there every single year. They would yeah. like they could thrive, but that's not the spirit of the game. Like sure. so, the idea is like they're beholden to have to be able to travel, especially when it's the U.S. Open. So you have to travel around the U.S. to kind of call out these different locations, different terrains of golf. Like the Masters better keep being the best major to all these people because they have all of the easy cards to make it that way. Do you see it changing? Because I don't. The Masters, uh, like it being the best major. It's not the best major to me. 
But to other people, hell no. It's gonna keep yeah. being like the most that's valuable. Biggest... It'll always drive ratings. But that's because that's because it's easy for simplistic viewers to be like, it's the most important one because they do back, the best job of making the best product. It goes back to Ryan's thing where like the Vegas betters, like everybody knows the Masters, everybody knows Augusta. Yeah, but that does that to me doesn't make it objectively the best major. It makes no, it the most valuable I'm not major. Saying, and I'm sure. not saying for you that it do, that that it should. I'm just you know stating yeah. that. The majority of golf viewership is in the United States and the Masters, as much as the U S open is, you know, our national open, the Masters is what's branded itself as the most premier prestigious exclusive kind of event. And they've had the opportunity to be able to kind of focus all this energy into making it this singular phenomenon. For sure. Well, and they market it the most. I mean, you don't hear the commercials and stuff like you do on, again, on mainstream television. Like you watch March madness right now and you're getting commercials for the Masters, you would never get a, a player's commercial during March Unless Madness. Unless you're watching the players, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then you get some. Unless you're watching the players, and you'll get a player's we're, we're, commercial. We're getting into the gray waters of what broadcasting rights are, and March Madness is done by CBS, who has the broadcasting sure. right for the Masters, and the P, the the players is done on NBC. And sure. March Madness is a much bigger spectacle of viewership than whatever the NBC had running up to it. Yeah, right. it, when the when the when the Olympics comes around, and they have super high ratings for that. They'll be They'll be putting some stuff in there, like for this sort of thing. Regardless of who has, I'm just saying, you see more marketing for the Masters than any other event. That besides who is actually has the ownership of March Madness or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, look, it. I enjoy this week every year, and I'm stoked for the Masters, and it's better than any other regular tour event, except for maybe Riv. Um, and then, uh, look, it's uh, it's going to be a great week. It's a fine major. And uh, f- for me, <laughs> and, unless you guys got more to speak on it, no. I-, I think I think I'm looking forward to see what the guys have to say with their pre-round interviews. And I- I'm excited to see the the course play out. I'm looking for that Sung JM win. Um, and, or I'll bow down and let Sung Jay kind of step aside if the boy Jordan is looking to take it. Uh, I will go out and say that. Uh, I'm sticking by Rom winning, but I would be more than happy to see Jordan win, and I'm rooting for Jordan to win more than Rom. I am not. So I, I'm well, gonna, I mean, yeah, I'm just be, gonna say I'm still the Rom guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, for me, I want it to be Rom over Jordan. That's all. Dave is taking yeah, my I mean, crown as the Rom guy, and I want to make sure that. It's noted that I would still much rather see Rom than Jordan, but JT's gonna win it. Try all you want to be back in Rom's good graces, bro. I was on Rom way before you were. I don't think so. I was on Rom when he was in college, so I wasn't watching golf then. So you win. Thank you very much. Congratulations. (laughs) Listen, I'm just stating facts now. Okay. All right. Um, no, he wasn't in my wolf pack. That wasn't until recently. But, you know, I got a... And he is the alpha in mine. Okay. <laughs> Anywho. We're, we're, uh, we're, uh, we're approaching the, the, first, uh, the first sets of interviews probably coming up here tomorrow or, or on Tuesday. Who are you probably most likely like looking forward to hear from leading up to this thing? Because I think those are some of the, the, the most pinnacle... Uh, favorite parts of the media in terms of the Augusta's concerned because they spend 30 to 45 minutes like just talking with yeah. uh, the media 
in depth long term. I think Brooks has to be the most interesting interview if he is in fact there and playing just because the guy who most often gives like one word answers. Yeah. But like, as far as we knew up to this podcast, he wasn't playing. Um, so I'd be curious to hear what he has to say and if he's claiming to be healthy, cause I don't think that's possible. And if he's going to go the tiger out and say that he's going to win it on a bad leg would be really interesting to me. Yeah. I, I mean, we know that the ROM interview is going to be terrible because all they're going to ask about is like, how about oh, that Jesus little baby Christ. boy? <laughs> John Rom, you're a father now. You've really changed your perspective Maybe on life. Maybe they'll stop bothering Rory about it now that John Rom is. Oh, 100% they will. There's a new baby in town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Spanish. And his middle name was pretty close to Superman's first name, by the way. It was almost Kalil. Get your fucking shit out of here. Yeah, you I'm never even saying. stand by it. I, uh, I'm honestly like, I'm really looking forward to hearing someone who I don't think has been really spoken of in terms of Augusta. Like you say the fucking chef, I am going, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the chef honestly will get, he's not going to get the media attention. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get an interview. Okay. As much as that, would I be. just felt like I was going. Yeah, to you're, you're trying to <laughs> cut him off. Yeah. So, what were you gonna say? Kim? I was gonna say I'm really interested to hear what the Patrick Reed interview is gonna be like. Uh, I why? think there's gonna be media there that's gonna press him about the shit that's been going on yeah. because this is the, finally the time where they're gonna be what like, they're gonna talk about like it's fucking embedded ball shit. I you just don't know. No way. I will put money on they don't bring that up. I will put money on that. They don't bring that up. The thing is, he's going to have to talk because he's a previous champion. Yeah. And then, like, th- a lot of shit's been going on with him. Like, I... I when is there not something going on with him? But th- Augusta's different in the sense that, like, the media that's there is not the same people that are doing the normal grid like, the run on the on the PGA Tour. And I think they're all finally be able to be there in person, not, like, yeah. be doing questions through, like, a fucking right. Zoom thing. I'm... I, I will stand by that no one will bring up the fucking ball, embedded ball thing. I think it has the highest upside of being an interesting interview. Yeah. Like he's no, it, it won't because he's going to fucking fucking go through the waters. Like he always does and be like, no, I'm with his weird ass underbite. Like, uh, 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 no, I mean, you know, I was just out there like doing this, like it, it, it no, Patrick Reed's a bad interview every single time. Okay, Dave, you've said Brooks. I've said Patrick Reed. Who do you think will be a good interview? What are you, who are you looking forward to listening to? I'm looking forward to listening to Rick do his interview when he gets there. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I was going to say cheese. I was no, say- I, I, honestly, I when you asked that question, I could not think of a single person. Like, I, I don't know. I, I listened to literally... Every single interview, every time, like it doesn't matter if it's an amateur or whoever it is. I listen to all of them. Um, but when you asked that question or brought it up, there was no one that came to my mind immediately that I was like, oh, I think this person's going to have a big, uh, an interview. If there was one person it's that speed. came to me, the speed, speed, speed did come is- to me, but like that's going to be a given like he's going to be berated especially after this week berated. but it was it was it was rory 
Yeah, I mean, but he's going to get the same questions like, oh, uh, are you ready to get the career grand slam? Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, like, of course, like he's going to give the same fucking answer he gives every year. It will be interesting, though, in the sense that like his form isn't like the people he's not playing like he was going into the previous Masters. So like it comes now to this kind of kind of zone here where people are kind of faltering on confidence in him. And they, he was really open talking about how he's modified his swing. With the Bryson stuff, have you seen stuff? how flat his swing is now compared to 2019 when he yeah. was playing really good? So I'm just—he could get a lot of questions about his swing and about speed. That and... is not good. It's not like you should not be that flat with irons. Well, I mean, easy. Like Sergio's is about as flat as I get, and he's one of the best. Like, oh, here we go again. Ball Don't strikers. dare say ball strike. Like I've ever played he the game. is though. Yeah, he, he has is a super flat of swing. all time. I'll, I would put out of all time one of the best ball strikers. Yeah, yeah. He may only have uh, one major, but he's literally he this hits. One, yeah, I was gonna say he hits. Here. D- he hits down on the ball better than almost anybody. Yeah. And, well, and he's in form right now too. I wonder what his odds are. Imagine if Sergio just won another fucking god. That would be. Uh, he's forty nine to one. So that's actually good value. I would scoop that up, uh, dude. I might put fucking five down on him for top ten or something. Yeah. I mean, other people that are 49 to 1 are Adam Scott and Tommy Fleetwood. Two fucking Adam Scott is one here. And Tommy Fleetwood's played really well yeah. here as well. Also hitting ace on the same hole as Sergio. Yep. Um, can, can we talk about that real quick about the match play? <laughs> Let's go back to the match Just play. Just <laughs> real quick. That was one of the most badass things I've seen in golf in general. A walk-off fucking hole-in-one to win a match in a playoff? A fucking hole-in-one to win a playoff match. <laughs> that is literally one of the dopest things it's I've fucking baller. ever seen. It's so sick. It would be very high on my list of things to do in my golf association. If I could hit I an ace to dude, win a tournament, I would, like... The craziest thing is, like, like, obviously no one can be in my head, but, like, before he hit that shot, I was like, imagine if he just hold and won this. And won won the match. Like, I think I that almost was... every time someone hits a shot on a par three, yeah. though. <laughs> it could I, go well, in. Well, I don't think that every time someone hits a shot. But that time I was like, imagine if you just like hold and won this and just shut out. You should have tweeted that. I I, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah. Um you guys got any long shots in mind? Any any guys that are I think Sergio's a good long shot at forty nine to one is not a long it's shot. A, okay. Fifty to one is standardly accepted as a long shot. I mean, so I think right when we did this in the past, we did a hundred. Yeah, I got nothing. Dude, Sergio is like in the top twenty guys. Like on this list. His odds are forty. Okay. Well give it's me to some... win the tournament. Yes. That's like really good odds to win a tournament. Like forty Okay. Like we have guys here that are a thousand to one. Sure. Like who? <laughs> like, do you see value in any of those? Will Zalatoris at plus eight thousand. I. This is his first time playing Augusta. I think so. Yeah. It's tough. Um. I think great value is Louis Ustazen ninety to one. God, yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I think he like he's been playing well. Yeah. And he's just sneaky, quiet. Hey, the mole at fucking plus. Twelve thousand five hundred. That's actually again. There's value there. Kisner at plus twelve thousand five hundred as well. Yeah. He's openly said he can't win. Yeah, there. he said he can't win. <laughs> I don't know if he said at Augusta. Yeah, yeah he, he did. He can win there. He doesn't even know it. 
<laughs> well, he needs he, he to says know it's too, not that long. No, he said it's too long. Mm-hmm. It is. It is long. <laughs> What's it play? Uh, Again, I'm sorry to ask you questions that you don't have the answer to, but I mean, I do. Just you I got know. a vamp. Yeah. Um, I think BJ seeing at plus one hundred thousand is <laughs> is a long shot. <laughs> yeah, that is a long shot for a reason. Can you all guess who has the worst odds in the field? Uh, no. Sandy Lyle. Well, he's tied with several other people. At least on Vegas Insider, he is. By several, you mean three. But, uh, on Vegas Insider, there's seven people at 1,001. Charles mm-hmm. Osborne, Ian Woosman, John Long, Jose Mario Lozabal, Larry Mize, Mike Weir, Sandy Lyle. See, I have Ian Woosman and Jose, Larry Mize. Are you on Bovada? Yeah. Um, they got they respect BJ Singh. Well, they also the, Augustus seventy five hundred yards. Yeah, so it's not it's not that insanely long. long it's but pretty fucking yeah, long. Yeah, it's not short by any means. And the thing is, is that like they wow look, Cameron Champ at plus fifteen thousand. Like that's like I dropped like a bad. I, I get like it. Bat I get it. it. But he is long. Like it's not the length that's fucking him. But he plays a low ball. Yeah, I get that's that. The thing you have to cut corners. Um, and you have to remember that Augusta puts a lot of his length on, or puts a lot of its length on holes that just basically means like only some people are going to be able to take advantage of it. Like they make their short holes short. Like yeah. what about like Brian 12. Harmon, the lefty? He, it's lefties are notoriously they can pl- fucking play cuts here. I'm curious what his record is here. Um, Brian Harmon is plus ten thousand. So one hundred to one. Yeah. Yep. Um, hmm. Abe answer too. I could see Abe answer. Abe answer here. could play well. He's eighty to one. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like as far as long shots are concerned, I would consider a long shot to be like a hunt, like a hundred, a hundred to one or more. That's a really long shot. It's the bottom half but of the Brian board. Brian Harmon man. is there. Like he's the first guy there. Brian Harmon, Harris English, Jason Kokrak, Matt Kuchar, or Kuchar. Um, Matt Wallace, who played well this week. Yeah. Max Homa. Oh, the homie. Max Homa. I wonder how he did in November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. Shane Lowry, 1100. He missed the cut. 110 on the to 1. The uh, Mole, 125 to 1 still. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that. I know. I bet you could get him really good in top ten. The mole could easily win here if he has a good week. He, he, he he's played well here before. He should have won the year Tiger won it. Um, I I would say as far as long shots are concerned, I like Mark Leishman. Um, yeah. he's uh. He's way down here. I just lost him on my screen. Um, he's one sixty to one, which I think is good value. Gary Woodland, honestly, like, look, I I don't know what his form has been at Augusta, but one eighty is kind of disrespectful. Like he's 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 pretty good at golf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's around Dylan Fratelli, Matt Jones. Like that is disrespectful. Like he he should be he should be he should be a bit yeah. more favored than uh than that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they even have like previous winners around that too, like Danny Willett and Charles Schwartzel. So it's not like they yeah, pay they too much respect totally to. Blessed. I don't think he's playing, but he great. is. But he is 
recently now. Yeah. Like, after this week. This like, week. Yeah. And look, Vegas, you should be on your shit faster. I think Gary Woodland's value, people. If you're listening to this and you're made this this far. I'll put a wager get, on Gary Woodland. Gary dog. That's my good guy. Good value at that. I would just put a dollar down. Yeah. I'll put 10 spot just for fun. Uh, eight, eight, yeah. Eight, high roller. 1800 bucks. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um, like then there's people that like recent form has been terrible. Like Justin Rose at 101, like probably should even be. Yeah, lower. just don't. If you, you see Justin Rose, unless it's a Mastercard commercial, just Bubba. Stay out. Bubba's being slept on right now. Sixty to one is, I think, way too bad of odds. For, Sixty to one for yeah, Bubba. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. I bet you he should be. He should be up around like Matthew Fitzpatrick at 43 to one. Yeah, or I, I think that's right. I mean, he's a two-time winner there. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> I feel like it, Augusta is immune to form and age a little bit that if you know how to play, I mean, Tiger's a perfect example. If you know how to play that course and you can navigate it well, then you're, you're going to do decent there. You know, who's at 38 to one Tiger Woods. <laughs> no, please Lee, tell me Lee Westwood. Ooh. Dude, how sick would it be if Lee finally gets his first major? God, it would hurt my feelings. So It'd bad. be so sick. I put that as like one of the top four storylines going into the masters. Lee is, balling right now like too. jordan coming back and getting on a green jacket roy getting his grand slam lee westwood getting his first major is like storyline number three since tiger isn't there rombo's first major would be above that but again if dave could chime in for you guys yeah like i think for the general like for for like people who are like long-term golf fans lee westwood like sneaking in under yeah, the wire in his career like getting his first major at augusta like is like fucking awesome. It would be cool. I would love to see it. It would break it, would, my heart as a someone who just dropped him off their fantasy. Sure, team but like, but I would love to. I mean, it'd be cool. I, I would be hyped on it. Like, there's very few people coming out of the stretch. Where I would have been like, God, I hope they beat. I hope they beat Lee Westwood. Like, there's maybe like four people I'd rather see win than Lee Westwood. Yeah, maybe three, honestly. Really? Yeah. So you got Rory. I got Rory Spieth. And like JT would be like, well, and the rest of my wolf pack. That's not really yeah, fair. But say. honestly, like Sungjae, Sungjae and Xander have time. Like I would say if they're coming down the stretch against Lee Westwood, I might honestly root for Lee Westwood. Like getting his last, like his first last like major pretty yeah, much. First like last major. Like in that sense that like this is kind of his last shot. Yeah. Like, or at least there's not many left. He's running out of time. Like, not people, a lot of first last majors. Yeah. <laughs> and like. Actually. There probably is more first last majors. I was gonna say most are. majors are probably your first last like, major. It would yeah. it would be a bummer Listen, to see Lee Westwood <laughs> it'd be a bummer to see Lee Westwood like not get a major, like be stuck like Monty, and then like also kind of end up like Ernie Els, who didn't like who deserved like a masters never got yeah. one. You know, Greg Norman, like there's Does tons Lee of people deserve a ma- uh, masters though. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Like he doesn't deserve the, the Masters, like an Open or something, right? I just mean like a, a major. major, like I, yeah, like. Uh, but he take anything at yeah, this point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just don't know if he like plays well at the Masters. He does. He does. Yeah. yeah. So like, for for me, he, I I think it's I think I think that's my top three, man. Honestly, I think it's Jordan, wow. Jordan, Rory, Lee Westwood as like the three people I'd like to see win Augusta the most. Xander, Sungjae, JT, those guys will have time. They'll have more attempts at this. Mine Xander is, is one my, that the we guys I would like to see, like the way I would like to great. see people yeah, win this week is Jordan, Rom, don't give a fuck. Hmm. Really, even Rory, like getting his Grand Slam. I'm kind of out on Rory right now. Wow, what? 
I'm a fan of Roy. Just but because like, of the Bryson thing, like him changing no, his swing and stuff? No, no, no. Why? You absolved him after the... No, the, he's absolved. Don't get me wrong. I'm just so kind of... Why are you out, though? Tell us more. I don't know. Just oh. got a feeling. Just, it, just it's not, I got a feeling. It's like I... I I, I'm currently out it. on this person, like, and you can't explain no, why. No, I'm not out on Rory. That's not what I'm saying. I just, this, I don't really care if he wins the Masters. Huh. I'm that, tired of that story. I'm tired of the. God, you get so get, influenced by like the media narrative that like what? it like what you're you Tiger, Rory, like pretty much whatever the media is talking about a lot. You're like, I'm now against this thing happening. I'm now against this thing succeeding or this thing happening. I mean, that could be part of it. I get. I'm tired it's of what being you just said. Shit. We might be the same person, and that's just speed because <laughs> I live in Texas. But, I mean, you have to be interested in a Grand Slam to not think that really don't cool. care if he gets it or not. He roots ah. so hard for fucking Phil's Grand oh Slam, but, like, you... if Rory has one, he's like, yeah, whatever. That's wild. <laughs> I mean, it'd be cool if he got it, but, like, I, I mean, this year, don't really care if Rory wins or not. I'm more huh. invested in Spieth and Rom. Okay. I mean, I understand. I would rather have Rom win his oh. first major. <laughs> like that's more. I, but... I I understand that perspective. I think it's more just the apathy toward yeah, the idea exactly. of it even occurring. It's like I could take it or leave it. Like yeah. it just means absolutely nothing to me. Like I won't even crack a smile if he like raises. Yeah. You know, he gets the green jacket put on. Oh, I mean, I'd be happy for him for sure. Don't get me wrong. But like, you're like I like Rory, but. Doesn't getting, sound like I'm getting it. mixed feelings about <laughs> yeah. that. Like, what do I not like, Rory? It well, sounds said, like, like it. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't rewind this, but it'd be like you. You said something like, "I'm kind of out on Rory earlier." Like, so that, I, I should have said out on Rory for this Masters. Okay. To be specific, but can't like provide any reason why. It's just like I just am. That's just, what I'm feeling. I th- I, it's because he had a kid. <laughs> I th- I think it's the I think it's the swing thing. I don't think you like that. Like he's changed it. I don't like him being influenced, man. You're supposed to be the man. Oh, like, interesting. I, the, the funny thing he, is, I feel like he, he was crippled. I feel like he was crippled by Bryson. This and is he the was this is the bullshit. This is the bullshit media. He narrative. said it himself. No, though. he didn't say that I changed my swing because of Bryson. He said I changed my swing after seeing how people are changing tournaments and how they're setting up courses. No, and he specifically mentioned no, Bryson I, and said that it influenced let, let, let him. Me, let me finish. He's like, I'm seeing Bryson's success and I'm seeing ways to like adapt in the same way. Not like like or trying to take advantage of the same sort of advantages, yeah. but not like not being like, oh, I'm gonna copy Bryson's game. Why would you even mention Hold his on. name then? He made it very clear that the reason Bryson is having success is because Bryson can maintain club speed through the rough, and the USGA has decided that that's how we're gonna protect courses is with the rough. So he said, but the I'm- USGA decides one tournament a year. Okay, let me not say USGA. The PJ, like golf in general, has decided the way we're going to protect our courses. I don't know if is... that's necessarily true, but all I'm saying is he mentioned Bryson's name in that statement, and it is clear that he has paid attention to what he's doing because he's and it, winning, it, and it has influenced him. But I don't like that. He didn't need to fucking change anything. What he if he started? But long. what if he started playing better because of that? But he hasn't. So what? Not He's experimenting yet. and trying to like sure. get better so at golf. I'm out on him on this Masters. Okay. 
it's just it's just ridiculous that like you're penalizing someone in your head because they're trying to see success in some capacity and trying to find a way to adopt some of that for their game to make it better and like because he hasn't seen instant results they're now like weak-minded to you so if i think roy has been and will be one of the best in the game and he doesn't need to bend the knee to like fucking dude it's changing been, his okay game. it's been seven years since he's won a major he's focused on getting another major which means he's trying to build a game for conditions that are long rough that are penal in that sort of way because Listen, that's what the pga's the major been that he wants to get the most is the masters and you don't need to be extraordinarily long to win there but he wants to win everywhere i get the majors is the best but he wants to win on tour all he the time he has the distance to win at any single course he needs to he doesn't but like, need but like, he was, more but like yards. he was saying it's not just about the distance it's about getting more club head speed well then you the need rough. a seven iron length fucking club to get out of the rough like bryson okay well, does he have that no he doesn't but he thought he saw a way to generate more club head speed with his driver, changing. and it fucked no, no, up no. his swing with his fucking iron. He was not talking about his driver. He was talking no, about generating was. speed. He with was his talking way. about no, his Dave driver. Dave is right. Dave is right that he was just saying that he the way brought that, up that his clubs make an advantage out of the rough, but he was talking about his driving. He talked about how he generated more speed through the rough because, because of his fucking one length club. But I thought that he was saying that he could generate more speed with his clubs at a normal cut length through the rough with these swing changes no. and it affected he driver. said that bryson generates more club head speed because his clubs are longer than everyone else's out of the rough correct but yes. i'm just saying my understanding was he was trying to find Your a way to generate is more wrong. speed in every club in the bag so if i'm wrong i'm wrong i mean the the, the biggest indictment of it just not being and look, I'm not a swing coach, so I can't really pr like say whether this is accurate or not. But like, usually a flatter swing isn't better for the rough. You want a steeper right. swing, which is why someone like JT is really good in the rough. Yeah. Is because he has a very, very upright and swing. Brooks. And Brooks, sure, thank you. <laughs> um, the, I'm just saying he's good out of the rough. But that's also another reason why it's like that's part of why Bryson's game doesn't like it doesn't always add up in that sort of respect either is because if you have a longer club you're coming in flatter into the ball right if you're more upright with a shorter shaft you're more upright coming in steeper into the ball but he's counteracted that shallowness but by having also his more... lie on the club head is higher is more so he comes in more upright than most people but it's a, it's it's about it's, it's about how much time way. your club is touching the grass for it to grab grab the hosel on the club head though so the lie angle doesn't affect that as much as like if you just had the club head and the hosel and the shaft coming through the, the, the rough earlier because of it coming in shallower earlier. Sorry, I have to visualize this for a second. Just Flat to, just equals to, more. No, I know. I just have to think about it. But, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just he just generates so much fucking speed, though. Yeah. And then because of that, he's using clubs that are more lofted because he can get more speed with those wedges. So the ball lands the ball, softer. It, well, it's not just the ball lands softer, but that the ball comes out of the rough but the more up, yeah. up, up, up. The lie up. angle does help with that, though. Sure, but it's not the – like, that's not – like, he's counteracting some of the negatives that come along with him having longer clubs because of the speed that he generates. Yeah. Because of the longer shafts. But they're also entering the rough earlier. But it, it just find the right balance of those sorts of things. And look, like, 
I'm all for Rory going through a process of him trying to find the best way to optimize his game I to just get don't more think, majors. My thing is, I don't think he needed to go after distance to do it. He needed to work on his fucking wedges I, and his short game. Look, sure. I, I would agree with you. It was but, not distance. It was never distance, you fucking idiot. It was your goddamn short game. I just love that people think that, like, you, do you think he doesn't know that those are parts of his game? Then are... why did you make such a priority on the ga- the part of your game where you were the most consistent? It's just the most visible thing that's changed. Like the idea is like he's probably but why change on... it? Why change it at all? Why change it at all when you're one of the best in the fucking game to do it? And you know the stats depict what you're bad at, and it's fucking your short game. Why are you yelling? Because I'm fucking. No, you don't care about Rory, so this shouldn't be something that you're yelling about. But I do, obviously. I care about Rory. Okay, so... But you wouldn't care... You don't even want him to win this Masters. Because I'm out on his fucking mentality right now. You either are in on Rory or you're out on Rory. And this sounds very in, but you're kind of bashing him at the same time. Because his mentality is fucked. The biggest thing here is that you don't know what these swing changes are also trying to fix. Like, what if these flatter swing changes are also trying to help... No are trying to help him like play better wedges in the greens. Like you don't know what this swing mechanics are also flatter trying to... wing, uh, flatter swing change is going to help his wedges. What do you mean? I mean, it seems yeah. One guy. I don't think that's, I don't have every player's swing path memorized in my head. It's just like, there's not one particular way that a swing like succeeds at doing certain. Ryan wants to talk. If the wakeskate tour dictated that you needed to do more backside tricks, would you not, focus on that even though you were really good at doing really good no we can't do this because like dave's point is that like he still had all the he already was doing all the backside tricks like he already had all the distance minus like five yards from bryson so he was already thriving in those circumstances (laughs) look the what i'm trying to point out is that rory is probably working on more things than just what people are making up the reason for him doing i agree with that i'm not saying that he has not been working on the short game what i'm saying is he didn't need to fuck with his driver and his long game that was never what if, the issue. what if his new wedge swing wasn't tenable without also like he, he couldn't keep he couldn't maintain both swings so he had to either change all of them to be flat or all of them be upright and his- i don't accept that i don't accept that that doesn't make sense a lot of people play one kind of swing like no like driver, Bryson. Br- Bryson. Driver swing, <laughs> one, one, one no. swing his driver swing is different than his fucking irons and his wedges a hundred percent his drive he does not swing his clubs like his driver he swings out of his fucking shoes with his driver but he still does the same single no swing he plane. does not his length is different with that club no it's not true it's a but different he swing. stays his triangles connected it's all about yeah he has it. the same fundamentals but the swing is not the same do not tell me that they're the same swing because they're not. I, I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out, like, yes, a wedge swing is going to have to be different from a driver swing because of the length of the club. The mechanics of, like, your takeaway and staying on the single plane that he talks about and what he's, like, perfected over time. But his single plane is with his one-length irons. It's not with his driver. It's a different swing. I would have to relook at Bryson's stuff. I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight you on it. His driver and three wood are different lengths. The rest of his I just don't get how you're length. finding it so hard for someone who's just out on Rory. So whatever. I, I I'm looking I'm out on Rory for this Masters. Whatever. That was my my whole initial point. No, you amended it halfway through saying I'm out on him just for this Masters actually. But Anywho, I I'm looking forward. Those are my three storylines. With speed, Listen, the Rory guy's and not Rush even Wood. in my wolf pack, so 
that's clear. <laughs> yeah. What are your storylines, Ryan, that you're thriving on? So, you feeling? like I said, I think well, Brooks is going to. Original question. Sorry. Go ahead. I get it. I'm interrupting. But wasn't my it wasn't the original question the interviews you're looking forward yes. to hearing? No, we asked this question when you're out of the room, oh, which yeah. was we were talking about Lee Westwood oh. when you were gone, and I was talking about how it's one of my favorite storylines going into this Masters that he might knock off a major yeah, really gotcha. late in his career. And then we said, "Who's the yeah?" Um, so, like I said, Brooks would be a crazy storyline. JT obviously winning his first Augusta would be a huge one, and and Ramba. I would, those are the ones I'd want to see as far as storylines. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see JT knock out some more majors. Yeah. He will. I mean, it's inevitable. I I, I hope so. It's been yeah. it's been a long time too for him. Twenty seventeen PGA yeah. championship. Yep. So it's almost been the same length of speed since he's won a major. Unless you count the fifth major. <laughs> I don't the players. That he just won. Yeah, we're, 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 Listen, we that would mean about. my boy Ricky would have a major, and I'm out on that. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. Th- those are my big three. I don't believe in retroactive majors. No, 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 you can't do that. Even if the players was declared a major, I wouldn't count it. Yeah. I mean, it's an abstract title, so honestly, Morikawa would be a really fun story about like he would come up on the rise as he's got his second major now. I the I, dude is I would agree with that. I would like to see a Morikawa win. I wouldn't be opposed to that. I just yeah, exactly, and I think it, it would be a really cool story. As I don't well think of, the course suits him very well. See, I, I would be really I, almost more than Morikawa. I'd be more interested in seeing like a Wolf or a Hovland win and see those three continue to yeah. kind of knock off things at the same sort of cadence. Listen, I'm all in on Wolf win. And, can, and, and just like and just seeing them kind of like become like this kind of the more, three-headed monster i all i know is i'm not in on wolf not putting with the spider sure um <laughs> just seeing more and more kind of weight being put into the next generation for sure so i agree what, with that i kind of i skew younger in that sort of respect but lee being the exception in that yeah. sort of thing i mean it'd be crazy to see someone that's like way down you know the field kind of come through and like show up like it'd be wild to see someone like ian poulter like come in and like possibly snap, yeah get a major yeah someone who's like been around for a long ass time doesn't have one has, honestly like, it would take a certain person if poulter was in the mix this year for me to not root for poulter which is such a huge huge crazy rebranding in the sense that like people hated ian poulter. well it's kind of like the sergio effect like whenever sergio like was in contention in 2017 it's like Okay, like, I'm I'm kind of in on it. Yeah, like he. I was he, rooting for Justin Rose during. He that. definitely deserves a major, right? He's had a great co- career, and it, it'd be kind of the same thing with Ian Poulter, you know? Yeah, we just fundamentally root for people and root against people for different reasons. I'm just realizing, like, definitely, I just actively root against Sergio. Like, yeah, just don't like his attitude. Don't like how he kind of came through the game. Don't really like the way he conducts himself on golf courses. It was very interesting in match play. Um, I'm trying to remember who the guy was that like attacked a bush very similarly to how Sergio attacked a bunker. Terrell Hatton. Yeah, Hatton. That's exactly <laughs> right. I was like, I've seen that before. That's exactly how Sergio went after And the I'm bunker. in on Terrell Hatton, too. He's a fucking hothead. Yeah. 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 He's like my boy Rom. See, like, I, I'm in on it. Yeah. 
Xander would be an interesting story too. It'd be his first major. I know he's not in form. He's kind of fucking this week, fucking like Roy for me. Like you haven't shown me jack shit all year. He's like, just, I don't like. Don't really. Care I agree. He's not playing week. well, but he's. I think he's still one of the top Listen, ten I guys like in Xander, the world. Hey, I'm, would would Xander be fluky? Oh God. Yeah, it would be a fluky win this week. Mm. Xander has a T two at the Masters. I would agree that it'd be fluky, but here's the point: like Xander has just as good of a chance to win at the at the at the Masters this year than JT would have had last year. But JT had been playing decently going into the fucking tournament. J- Xander hasn't played well all year, so it co- it comes back to you thinking recent form is more important than course history. No, it's a combination of both. But JT didn't have the course history for Augusta until recently. But he had a progression going up and had fine recent history. Xander has played like shit this year. Okay, playing like shit is a is an exaggeration. He just hasn't been rising to like what people expect. He's from not him a now. top ten player. He right was now. he was co leading at the waste management. Not, he is definitely he was co leading at the waste management. He is definitely not playing how he normally plays and what we're accustomed to him playing. Sure, but that doesn't mean he's playing like shit. But it's not how he's normally playing. So, I mean, if you if you're here all the time, and I'm holding my hand up to a certain thing, <laughs> and then when you go down to here and you're here all the time, that's not normal. His hand, and is it doesn't matter now. who you are. You're playing worse than what you. I are would doing. agree it's fluky. I'm just saying, like JT, I, I weigh course history just as highly as recent form. Oh, then you and I differ in that opinion. Because I think golf is very much a horses for courses sport. Like Kevin Na, like yeah. horses for courses. He plays. Fuck Kevin Na. Sure. Oh. <laughs> um, the, the the main that's thing that's another thing we could have brought up during the match play thing. Fuck. This has Kevin already been Na. an incoherent bouncing around pod the entire yeah. time. One of our worst we've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we are all over. The but map. the the main thing being is that like. I would think a, a win this week from Xander would be pretty fluky, and like it would kind of like I would be like I understand it, but like I don't, I didn't see it coming, and I I think a lot of people wouldn't. Have it seen would it make sense if he got like top tens and top fives like fucking ten weeks after that, like oh he found something. But also the Masters is the easiest major to be fluky on. Danny yeah. Willett, like there's tons of people that come in and win tournaments that are fluky. And I was speaking more to your question of storylines. Xander getting his first major would be an interesting storyline. I just wish there was more storylines around Xander. That's both the media's yeah, fault and his fault. Like, for sure. I like Xander a lot, and he doesn't do himself too many favors around like building a narrative or branding. And maybe that's not something that he cares about. But I was gonna say he's the he Mike Trout of, of golf. Fucking money just winning or doing golf. Yeah, but you know? so, yeah, some people are motivated beyond that. Like that yeah. aren't motivated for those particular reasons like that's so that's if, jt's thing too. i think like, if I, I was a golfer i would try to keep the lowest key possible make the most money possible without getting famous i'd be on the ricky fowler plan give me all the commercials just bring in that cash <laughs> that's cool for sure no, that's but just i i definitely would try to be as least famous as possible yeah while making as much money as possible that would be so you don't really care about legacy or prestige or winning the big tournaments or or are being recognized as like one of the greatest to ever do it i absolutely do think about like the prestige of winning majors and stuff but i would still try to be the least famous as possible Uh, the the good news is because i like like, you're not famous i like (laughs) 
No, that's not true. So you, if you, you're Tiger Woods, what do you what do you weigh what do you weigh more like winning a major or like staying under the radar? Um, if you had to, if I had to pick between being a very very famous prestigious like multiple major winning golfer and being like someone that you can't recognize in public and I'm making millions a year, I would take that. Oh, what? Dude, I guarantee you, if you go to so a restaurant, you're choosing you're choosing between like being like Rory or being I'm, Charles Hall the third, or Brian Harmon or someone. And you're choosing you're choosing like Brian Harmon the third or Charles Hall. Yeah, I guarantee like I mean that's that's fine that's cool. I, I mean, for, like of course it'd be I would want to be recognized as one of the greatest to be ever. Tiger do it. Woods or whatever. Like yeah, you're going down to history, but like. What does that even mean? Like, who who really gives a fuck? So, Dave, really you just ran into a major winner not that long ago at a restaurant. Yeah, Shane Lowry. Uh, I was just leaving it out there. But um, I would wager money you were the only person in that restaurant that knew who he was. I mean, potentially. I don't, but that I wasn't don't know. the point of the question. It wasn't like he could sneakily win majors and like not become recognized. I thought it, the question it's a, it's was... A, it's a philosophical you... conversation about what's more important to you, legacy and prestige and being recognized as one of the greatest ever do it, or money. Yeah. I and want, Dave's priority I is money. Well, no, that's not it. My priority is not being recognized and bothered by a bunch of people and having a happy life with my family and having a very like good income and and being happy that's that's my priority i i'm just being surprised at how many people would say that like they're not living happy lifestyles with their family and like not being disturbed like i i'm sure i'm sure there's plenty of people who have loads of, like and not to mention you're playing a game that you love to play like that you like to do you know but yeah of course it'd be cool to go down as one of the best golfers of all time like would i turn that down like compared to the life i have right now no <laughs> But I, like, I just mean that since like, I don't think a bunch of people are knocking down fucking and coming over and like bothering Zach Johnson at dinner, like, and right. he's got two majors, like, or like, I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, you're probably right. Probably not. Like, I, 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 but even like, look, does anyone want to live a life where they're being bothered and they can't like live in peace? Like, no, of course not. Like, I wouldn't want to be Tiger. Like, yeah, that's that's insane. That's yeah. a different question. But, but I also bet you that like, I bet you JT's life is pretty normal. I bet you. Jordan's peace life fairly, fairly normal. Yeah, if he's normal. not in Texas, it's very normal. Yeah, like he could probably walk through an airport and maybe get like stopped maybe like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want to be stopped at all. Got a plane to catch. I mean, like, I think it's I also. I want to be on like the Keith Mitchell vibe. <laughs> you know, like, no one. I'm kind of eating my own words now saying that about Jordan. And I'm pu- I could be wrong about it, like saying he wouldn't be recognized certain places because I, I like me calling him be the, more be, be the needle or whatever. But like, I bet you if Brooks didn't start talking shit, he could have gone four majors deep and still been robotic, quiet, and like people never would have fucking bothered him. He just doesn't get off his boat. So he's he's on bar stool and shit. Like, but that was him actively like trying to now do these things. But there was a time when he had like a U.S. Open. And, you know, like he, no one talked about him and like he got pissed off that no one was talking about him. But he could have probably gone on and won like three more majors and just not done media, not done anything. It's been like, what a fucking like could have done the Nick, the Nick Faldo trajectory. Honestly, yeah. like Nick Faldo has six majors. And if he wasn't in broadcasting, no one fucking no recognize him. No know him at all. Yeah. So it's like he's also English. Like, who knows how it is over there for him? Do you think I, I would wager that? Paulina gets 
recognized significantly more than DJ. I doubt that. Nobody's like, hey, that's no idea. fucking Wayne Gretzky's daughter. I disagree. I think people know who Paulina is because of DJ. Still disagree. I, 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 Again, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim to, to be a, a, a subject matter expert on this. Um, I would just say that DJ's. I'm just fairly... going from my gut feeling. Yeah. If you looked at their Instagram, no, I would never have mind. never known Wayne Gretzky had a daughter if I wasn't paying attention to golf and Dustin Johnson. Hmm. I think we've reached the we end of this conversation. I, th- I think we've realized that we've. We, I can't we, say anything good. Yeah. Can we go to the Ranger Cup? Can we get there? Can we do the draft? Can we pick our teams? Can we do the thing? Can he do the podcast for a minute? No, I, I, I want to bring the conclusion of th- this Masters podcast. And thank you, everyone, for bearing with us. We, we covered nine podcasts, subjects in one <laughs> podcast, but not just like in sequence, but we jumped around yeah. like. A freaking jackrabbit on cocaine. If you're listening, you now you're fucking a hero. forty people that listen to this, thank you. <laughs> They're not still listening. Um, but regardless, but like, th- but th- thanks for listening. Um, yeah. you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sign off here, and uh, you know, Wait, we'll, we'll, are, we'll are be we stopping it. We'll we'll be back after the Masters, and we'll be recapping the tournament, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good vibe. I, I'm looking forward to see what the results of this are gonna so be. So we're wrapping this one. Yes. Okay. We're wrapping it. We're, we've gone long enough. We're, we're far enough along in this thing, and we'll be able to jump back uh, after the tournament and uh, and you know see how our predictions went and how people. But we're not really wrapping. <laughs> I'm signing off from this episode. All right. Hey guys, let's go. God, don't turn that off. It fucks it off. Yeah, mine's off too. Did you, did you did you did you forget that I said we were doing two different pods? We're gonna stop and record another.